what is up, listeners? Welcome what? to... That is not John Wick. <laughs> yeah, I know it is not Mr. Vic. I am Alex. I am Peter. I'm Aiden. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, who are you? I'm trying to be... Trying to be yeah. <laughs> no, I am Killer from, from Berlin. And this is a podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. <laughs> he laughs a lot. We'll start off with... <laughs> you guys are so confused. What are you talking about? <laughs> are you, are you trying German to be the... Cl- yeah, are you, are you trying to be the club owner? Like yeah. the guy dealing cards? Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. Should I pivot? Yeah, not a, not a very popular character. Be, be, be Bill Scars. Do a French accent. Oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking about doing that. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> we, will, we will start off with a... Bonjour. Monsieur Vic. <laughs> we will uh, start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deep discussion of the film. And then we will ask the most important question. Uh, would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? That was uh, actually this... really good. Oh my Thank, God. Uh, uh, merci. Uh, this <laughs> this, this uh, semaine, we will be reviewing John Wick 4. Before we get into it, uh, we have some some very important news. Oh, uh, yeah. There's been some beef, uh, <laughs> some behind-the-scenes beef between Zachary Levi, <laughs> a.k.a. Shazam, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. A.k.a. Uh, the, the anti-hero that was restructuring the DC, the hierarchy of the DC universe. Yeah. yeah. So, basically, each... Oh, my God. it's The Rock has just been like... <laughs> blocking the shazam family from doing anything they wanted to have um some of the characters from black adam hawkman and another one i don't know which it was hawkman and one of the other ones they wanted to have them in shazam 2 as a post-credit scene recruiting him into the jsa which makes a lot of sense and uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson prevented them from doing. Wait, that. I thought it happened anyway, though, because like it was uh, Viola Davis recruiting them to the JSA, right? But those aren't Black Adam characters, so uh... they couldn't stop them from using like other characters who they have access to. Oh, uh, spoilers okay. for Shazam if you care, but yeah, um... yeah no one's no one's seen it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it would it would require us to watch Shazam too to like really have an insight into this. But it is it is very funny that they've been like, like seriously beefing. So we'll never get Black Adam versus Shazam, which makes no sense because Dude, Black Adam is a Shazam think, villain. You think the Rock is coming back? I think he's not coming back. No, no, I'm saying we'll never get it. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I said we're ne- we're not going to get Black Adam versus Shazam, which is weird because Black Adam is a Shazam villain. But we will get the Rock versus Zachary Levi. Um, <laughs> And Zachary Levi also did like an Instagram live where he was just like really freaking out. He was like, guys, I tried. I tried to get the, I tried to do it for you. I'm a fan too. I was thwarted. And he said thwarted a bunch. And then he also like did a tonal shift where he was like, like he switched to be like, yeah, in life, like that's the best we can do or whatever. Like, Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, so that's our news. Obviously, there should be a hard reboot for the the GC franchise. Um, we'll see if we get that. Can you hear my dog barking? Yeah, sure can. What's up, listeners? Alex is gone. 
Yo, time to take over. Um, it's a revolution. We're booting Dude, Alex from the pod. Oh, he's the back. Intro, he's do back. the intro again, but uh, <laughs> with a different voice. Yeah. Is anyone else? I'll probably cut some of this stuff just because this yeah. is boring. No, you should keep all this in. Yes. This is really important. Exactly. This is great content right here. You know, our listeners come here for this. You know, yeah, they come to just like chill. Like, where that podcast you put on at the end of the day, you put your feet up on the table, you're you're reclining back. You know what I mean? And you just want the chill vibes. And you're wondering (laughs) if this movie will be better or worse. With the it was predator. From yeah. the you co- you come home after a long Wait, shift, and the, the one thing predator. the one thing on your mind is would the alien <laughs> make this movie better? Hey guys, um, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. So so we're gonna head over to the uh, the trailer park. There it is. Um, and there was one trailer this week that's we find is worth talking about and it is tommy wiseau uh the guy who made the cult classic the room is back uh yeah. i think just as directing uh, i don't think he's in the movie or he's, yeah, he's not I in the trailer think, at least well i think he's writer director auteur yeah yeah <laughs> obviously yeah <laughs> um, and he's, he's back with a movie called big shark um yeah. i don't i don't know if there's like some synergy going on there like with <laughs> cocaine bear like just <laughs> things. there's yeah. also cocaine shark so there's yeah. a there's a direct line there but uh anyways what did you guys think of that i'm honestly like i'm not that interested in, in what is being shown like i i think he should stick with like bizarre and accidentally surreal uh like interpersonal dramas i i feel like going <laughs> i feel like going going shark is actually not the way to go it's one of those things um and actually, I have a good example of this later. It's like when you try to be, when you try to make a cult classic, you always fail because yeah. it's the ones, it's the ones that are earnest and bad. Those are the ones people love. But if you're like trying to be self-referential and being like, "Hey guys, isn't this goofy?" It never works because people see right through that. Yeah. Um, so wasn't that a fun movie to talk about? <laughs> no, honestly, though, I'm very I'm blown away by how good the CGI looks. Like, the shark looks so real. Like, yeah. I thought I was in a 3D movie when I was watching Sorry. it. Like, I thought I was in the, the ocean. The shark was, like, you know, coming at you. Yeah, I thought there was a real shark in my phone. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like ah, how did you do that? Get out of my phone, shark. <laughs> I stopped understanding how phones worked for a second. Anyways, thank goodness this is over quickly. Uh, Aiden, I think we watched a movie this week. We sure did. Uh, okay, uh, movie info. Yep, we watched John Wick 4, as you guys might have known. It's directed by Chad St- Stahelski. <laughs> that's that's how, yeah, good start. Good start. That's how you say that. I guarantee you, that's how you say that. But you hesitated. 
Okay, but that's because you. That's because the whatever. Anyway, written by Shea Hatton, mm-hmm. Michael Finch, uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Hiroyuki Sanada, Shamir Anderson, Lance Riddick, Rina Sawayama, Scott Atkins, and Ian McShane. The DP is Dan Lawson. The runtime is two hours and forty nine minutes, and the budget is one hundred million American dollars. Well then. Uh, yeah, so thanks thanks for telling us that. Uh, I had some some comments from last week that apparently I was mispronouncing names, so I have, I have since abdicated my role of... Well, I'm not saying I want to do this every week. I'm just saying whoever does, just, you know, if you're not sure about a name, look it up, you know. That's all I'm saying. Sure. Some real That's shade on the podcast today. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we play a game, guys. Uh, it's called Predacritic. It's... Uh, we use we use a, a website on the internet called Metacritic, where critics' reviews of the movies are tabulated and averaged out of a hundred. If it's sixty or above, it's green. If it's eighty or above, it's must see. If it's uh, in the like sixty to forty-five range, it's yellow, and if it's below that, it's red. We are going to guess where John Wick Four uh, lands in that ranking. So sure I'm going to spin the wheel. Guys, this is so exciting. I can share my screen next time. And it looks like it's going to Peter. Peter is going first. Okay. What do you think the score of John Wick 4 is? I'm going to say... I don't know why, but critics seem to really like this movie. Uh, 80. 80? Yeah. Interesting. Um, I am... Oh, so close. Okay, it looks like it's me. Um... So, 80 seems high, mm. but I do think this was a better John Wick. I'm going to go with 75. I'll go with 75. Okay. I am kind of in the Peter camp here, too. I actually do think it's going to be 80s, too. However, the problem becomes that if I guess higher than Peter, and it winds up being lower than Peter... And I'm in a sticky spot. <laughs> and I don't want to be there. I think I'm going to, because I'm not that confident, I'm going to guess 78. You motherfucker. You got it exactly on the nose. I had it <laughs> already. <laughs> which means... Oh, he, he gambled. He which means I'm food this time. It's, it's much higher than I expected. What do you guys think about that? 78, does that feel right? Feels right to me. We'll get into it, though. We'll, we'll get, get into, into it. it. Yeah, We will get into it. Uh, and the first person who gets to go into it because he has won the game is one Aiden. Yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go. Okay, so uh, John Wick. I have not seen the first three in a long time, but I remember just liking them. I remember thinking, this is really good action. This is better than most of the action we're seeing in Hollywood movies. Uh, yeah, and to me, like this one was no different. I was also very struck very immediately by how good and interesting the lighting is um, and like really, really interesting shot composition as well in certain parts. I think like this movie knows exactly what it is. It knows like exactly what its tone is. It's like very silly, but in like a sincere way. And that's fun. Um, Yeah. I honestly like, these are the movies that you always like whenever there's like a big Hollywood action movie that like, People are like, oh, this one's like really sick compared to most of them. Like people are like that with Top Gun Maverick. 
I like these movies more than Top Gun Maverick. That's just me. Like I, I get a lot more out of these. I like, I enjoy the action more. I, I don't know. Like they're just more engaging for me. I like, uh, I always, I've always liked how the world building is like pretty subtle. Like they don't hold your hand with uh, how things are, even though, like, especially like, I had forgotten like the lore and I was still like, they give you enough that you can piece together enough information to understand what's happening. Even if you forget everything. Um, yeah. Some really great action really cool action and great lighting set pieces um maybe a little long there are definitely parts where i was like okay let's get on let's get on fellas but uh other than that yeah i i did really enjoy this movie actually and i wouldn't even say that i'm like the biggest john wick fan so i would say um yeah i, I gave this four stars i agree with that i'd recommend this to anyone this was a great theater experience people were like doing the oh ah wah, <laughs> like uh during hits and stuff and uh yeah Cool. Yeah. Uh, Peter, as the runner up for the Proto Critic, what did you think? Yeah. So we'll get, we'll have a segment later on about our John Wick rankings. And honestly, even though this is the highest rated John Wick film, it is not my favorite John Wick film. Um, I think what, like, the progression of the John Wick franchise is so interesting. Like, the first movie is very much self contained. And then, second movie, where you're sort of dragged into the world of Hitman assassination the concept of the high table getting introduced and then the third movie sort of expanded on that like going even above and beyond going to go into the desert seeing like the elder which supposedly like the leader of the high table etc but then i was expecting this movie to build off a lot on the high table concept that we've been exploring the past two films which we didn't really do in this one like tie table a lot of the rules and stuff are still very much a mystery and it seems like every movie introduces a new rule by the high table that the movie can use as a gimmick that we that i don't really enjoy to be honest uh and honestly i really the the other thing i hate is they started introducing these armored guards in in the they, they introduced them in the third one and then they started using them heavily in this one and i think when everyone's armored up it's a lot um, it's a lot mm, like John Wick can really showcase his skills as well as if he's just fighting regular mobs you know what I mean because like they take so much of a beating and it seems so unrealistic for him to fight off like 10-15 armor guards at the same time without getting majorly injured which is like a major drawback for me in this movie but like Aiden said some amazing locations great shots really creative action sequences that i always find john wick franchise tend to excel at uh which it, the movie did exactly that i give it a three and a half out of five and i think there are some unnecessary sequences in there but like like aiden said it is still a great experience to watch in the theater so i would recommend this to everyone <clears throat> interesting yeah. um i would say that this is probably like this is the, so this is the first John Wick I'm seeing in theaters. Uh, I did watch all of them, um, I think last year, but then I rewatched them all within more or less a 24-hour period. Um, <laughs> so they're all very, very fresh in my brain. And I would say that this is easily like my favorite of, of them. Um, I think... I think it's a huge step up in every single way from the past couple films, uh, especially after three, which I, I found was kind of a letdown. 
Um, I, I think they kind of not forego the world building, but there's like, there's a little bit less of like the rules and like the, you know, this, all, all the stuff about the high table and the, the coins where you have to like the markers and stuff like that. I feel like there's less of that in this movie, which I appreciated. And there's more of a focus on characters and relationships, which I really, really appreciated. Um, you've got some of the best new side characters we've seen in the entire franchise, uh, which I think was uh, a really good um, choice for this one. I think Chad has really stepped up his direction, I think, uh, from the previous ones. Although, like, not to say that he's done shoddy work in the past. I think this one just is the best since like he's just continually improving um i think every action scene in this movie is like pretty well perfect i would say that for um it's the most consistent most consistently good um group of action sequences i've found that like in the previous entries that there's moments where i'm like oh this is really really good and then moments where i'm like okay whatever can we move on and i'd say that this movie, every single fight scene, I was fully captivated. And I think the choreography was at an all-time high. Um, and, like, really creative uh, locations as well. Um, and, yeah, I'd say, like, yeah. I so, so I had a great time. I was just thinking, like, of, like, some movies this one reminded me of. But I think if I say them, that's kind of a spoiler. So I'll, I'll say it that. Um, but, yeah, so I, I had a great time watching this in theaters. Um, yeah, I gave it a four out of five. I think it doesn't like, I don't know. It's about as good as like a John Wick movie is going to get. Like, I don't think they, I don't know that they could do better than this. And cause then you're kind of like leaving what makes the franchise itself. It is kind of like inherently a goofy franchise with like, kind of like silly mechanics, but uh, yeah, really liked it, and I would I would recommend people go see this. I think it's a good time at the theaters. So uh, I lost this Predacritic game, so that means, Aiden, it's time for spoilers. Okay, so I have to do the synopsis. I have not done this in quite some time. It's yeah. it's been a while since it's been my turn. So uh, I guess we'll see how I do when it's my turn. Okay, I've got my timer in front of me. Oh, wait, I'll do it a better way. Give me a second. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Trouble make four. Okay, three, two, one, go. Okay, so we start like what kind of seems like at the end of the last movie. Uh, John Wick has been hiding out in the Bowery with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and he's been training. He goes and kills the elder, um, the guy from the third movie, uh, in like Egypt or no, it was in Morocco. Um, once he's done that, oh no, um, the hotel is in trouble again, and it gets like bombed this time. It gets like murdered by uh, Bill Skarsgård. He also kills Lance Reddick. Rest in peace. Um, not in real life, but he did die in real life as well. Um, and then fuck. Um, there's oh oh john john goes to the osaka continental in japan and he's hiding out there and the marquis who is bill Skarsgård, sends his people there to uh basically whoever john wick like associates with gets in trouble so they they like try and murder the osaka continental uh, marquis hires donnie yen who is blind uh to like kill john wick i think 
uh, Johnny Yen, at, or, yeah, that's his name, has um, like a kid. And so that's why he does it. And he's kind of like John Wick's like alter. Um, so he kills the guy who's the the concierge or whatever, like the, the manager of the Osaka Continental. Oh, fuck. Um, and then, and then um there's oh he goes to berlin they they realize that if they do a duel they can stop this once and for all so they go to berlin and john wick becomes part of the ruska roma again by killing scott adkins in a fat suit um and like because he killed their uh, his uncle and then as part of the ruska roma he challenges bill skarsgård to a duel um he then has to li- live until the sunrise so he can do the duel. Uh, but like Bill Skarsgård sends like a bunch of people after him. Uh, they do the duel. Um, Johnny Yen fatally shoots uh, John, but John kills Bill Skarsgård because he is hubris. John dies. Nice. I did it. I think I hit most of the bit- beats. What do you, yeah. what did I miss? Uh, Mr. Yeah, Nobody. No oh, he oh didn't man! Miss that's a whole yeah, yeah, that was a main, that was a whole character you missed. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, I, it was the it was that moment when you start doing the synopsis and your life flashes before your eyes. You're like, ah, oh, fuck! I don't remember this movie at all. Yeah, there's a character yeah. named Mister Nobody, and he's a tracker, and he's tracking John Wick, and he's hoping to wait out uh, the bounty until it gets high enough, so he like kills people who are gonna kill John, kind of like kind of like what Willem Dafoe was doing in the first one, like protecting John. But for this reason is to make the most money. And he's doing that pretty well until the end. And then he's yep. a good guy. Yep. He also has a little puppy. Yeah, well, he's a, a puppy. A, a, dog, who... a dog. A dog. It's and, not a puppy. Can you imagine and, if he had a puppy? That would be yeah. silly. And John chooses to shoot the guy who's going to kill the dog instead of shooting nobody at a certain pivotal scene. Yes. Yep. That's a fact. So, uh, with that out of the way, we can now get into our spoiler discussion. And I think this is the fastest we've ever gotten there. It's 20 20 minutes plus, like, riffs, which we will probably cut out. Um, So, I'm going to ask my uh, classic question. What was your favorite part? I sounded like a robot. Okay. What is your favorite part? All right, Pete, Um, dude. I have a lot. Dude. Uh, I'll, 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 okay. I'll Pick list, one. Uh, yeah, I'll list two here. I'll list two here. One is short. The other one's a lot longer. So sure. I'll start with a short one. Really love the scene where they met the parlay at the... So the setting is already sick. Uh, oh, Paris? Like you have the Eiffel Tower as a backdrop. Yeah. And then you're in this little plaza where the table's laid out. Everyone's dressed very nicely. And then the way they decide the duels like rules yeah. is by flipping cards. And I think these little moments, like Alex, I disagree with you there. Cause like you think the, the, the previous movie involved a lot of gimmicks, like the marks, etc. Actually, I really appreciate these lower moments. Cause I think in order to immerse yourself with the world, you sort of need to learn bits and bits more about the world as the movie goes on, as the franchise goes on. So I'm actually very disappointed that there are not more moments like these in this movie. That's and that's like one of the reasons I really enjoy this scene, which is like amazing world building through like subtle, you know, it's literally just a negotiation of the duel. Uh, so they 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 do it by sort of like the the category. So like where the duel will take place, and then they flip a card. Um, so the the person that has a higher number wins and picks location. It's like and, war. Sorry, the card it game. Is like it's the like card like game. War. Hmm. Okay. I don't, don't know about that card game, but that's cool. 
that's crazy. Uh, so, and and like, you sort of don't realize the significance of like the location, the time, etc., until much later when it's like revealed that John wants to do it now because the sooner he can do it, the less interference Marquis, which the Bill Skarsgård can sort of put on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like sort of having that slowly revealed to you as well and like sort of as the intensity builds like oh he's not even going to get to the dueling spot like that's Marquis's plan he's not even going to get there so he's going to get disqualified automatically uh, yeah. was really cool so that's one of my faves and I think you guys want to say something <laughs> so I yeah, will, well, yeah I, I kind of do yeah I'll get I'll save my next one after you guys yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, like, this scene is emblematic of, like, one of the things I love about this franchise, which is the way it world builds, where it's, like, like a lesser movie and, like, uh, a movie that is less sure of itself would, like, go out of its way. It would have a scene where someone, like, explains the yeah. process by which they do it. Mm. Instead of just showing the process, I what I love about this movie is that, like, they just start doing it and they start flipping cards and through visuals, you understand what they're doing. It's just, it's using inserts effectively to tell you what is happening. And that's like, this series does that in general where they don't hold your hand with the world building. They tell you what you need to know and they respect you enough to just figure out what's happening. Um, And so I I agree. I actually really liked this scene as well. And I, I, I think it's one of the things I like about the franchise in general. Yeah, I think it was also a, a really nice scene. Um, I love like the aesthetics of it. Really, like like the the mirrored table was a really neat neat detail, and the cards aren't like plastic cards; they're like metal. pieces of glass yeah. or like oh, yeah. maybe it was metal. I don't know. Um, also, like Clancy Brown, that's his name, right? The the guy who's let me look it up. The harbinger. He, he, yeah, the harbinger. Like the old guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's Clancy Brown. Isn't he Mr. Krabs? Oh, yeah. is he? Yeah, really? Yeah. He's a famous guy. I don't know how you don't know him. That's um, crazy. Anyways, I thought he was super sick, and he, he, he has a big part in that scene as the Harbinger, kind of like the um, the High Tables uh, representative. Um, yeah, I think I think you guys mostly mentioned what I like about the scene. It's, um, it's pretty cool. Um, Aiden, what would you say is your favorite part uh honestly i do think my favorite part is the action sequence at the arc de triumph uh when they're the whole car thing i think like it takes us back to like the first film a little bit where like there was a lot of car action like i had genuinely i think this is interspersed through the whole series but i'd forgotten that like a big part of this franchise is just john getting hit by cars <laughs> like, so much and like There's dodging so cars <laughs> which i think is i i like that i really like the idea that like i think like one of the dumbest criticisms of john wick movies is well he wouldn't survive that it's like yeah that's like that's the movie like what the fuck are you talking about like i don't know but yeah i i really love how and i love how this series isn't afraid to let john get hit like that's what makes the action so good is that like john gets tired john gets hit really hard you can tell that it's like stunt coordinators that's on like full display in this scene i think i fucking love the extended part of this sequence where he's just doing donuts in a car around the car he's shooting everyone and you think it's not gonna last that long but it happens for like five minutes where he's just spinning. yeah i know but it's like it's like a 
long time where he's just spinning around the cars and shooting everyone. I love how they utilize the oncoming traffic. Uh, there's a lot going on and mm. it does a good job of like immediately directing your attention. So you know, which cars are good guys, which are bad guys, which are pedestrians. Yeah. Um, and so like, and that's a very difficult thing to do. Like that's not easy to just make it that clear and that's essential. Um, yeah, th- this was, and this was like a really fun, uh, like very necessary part of the movie. Like I, I needed a good part of this. Yeah. And like, honestly, yeah. I think it's just very creative as well. Like, I don't think I've seen that in an action film before where it's like the, the pedestrian traffic is actually used to the protagonist's advantage. You know, oftentimes it's just to create a barrier between the protagonist mm-hmm. and the antagonist or like the people who are chasing them. So like, I'm thinking back to like Fast and Furious or like Mission Impossible. But like in yeah. this movie, like the pedestrian traffic is like an actual danger to both the yeah. protagonist and the antagonist. I thought it was really cool. It's almost like a video game where it's like environmental hazard being used to like yeah. the protagonist's advantage or something. Um, it's, like, it's like Frogger. What yeah. is that? Yeah, it is like or Frogger. Crossy, or Crossy Road. Crossy Road. Yeah. John Wick Crossy Road. Yeah. And also, like, it's just so, like, I, in my review, I said it was, like, this movie has some really sick, very creative action scenes and some really irresponsible drivers. Like, these drivers <laughs> just did not give a fuck. They're just like, yeah, you know, I'm just okay, going to keep driving. The French famously yeah. do not give a fuck. I was going to say, I've actually, I have been there, and it was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I, I buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so many goons get hit by cars. That was just, like, yeah. <laughs> Five five to seven minutes of goons getting hit with cars. <laughs> yep. It was, I mean, that's all you need, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember the Mission Impossible sequence at the Arc de Triumph. I know it, I also remember oh, liking yeah, it. Oh, yeah, they I just, do that. I barely, I just don't remember oh. enough of what happens to compare it, but. I don't remember that at all, yeah. Um, I will list a favorite scene of mine. I think the one I'll go with is the card scene with, Killa, the guy whose accent I was doing yeah, unsuccessfully, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingpin for Peter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, oh man, it was such a great moment where all of our characters kind of meet up, or not, not yeah. all of them, but like the main players. So Donnie yeah. Yen is there, and the tracker is there, and it's kind of like it's the first moment where I think all three of them are together, and they kind of like talk a bit and chatting and they're not they're not like trying to kill each other and the vibes and i mean i think i don't know who this tony adkins guy is that's that's the guy's name right the uh, scott adkins i think or scott yeah sorry i don't know what is up with me and making up i get the sense that he is like a fighter or something i think so yeah um scott adkins his character i i loved it so much killer uh just like the mannerisms and how much of a dick he is um and they're just like like every every card hand is played like oh he's got a good car hand but his is better but his is better as she do the whole time um and like i think it leads into a really good action scene um but actually just like the card scene itself i think was a really high point of the movie for me yeah it doesn't feel the same he's yawning Sorry, no, <laughs> yeah, no, and I mean, like, well, we were gonna talk about this later a little bit too, but like the the scene that that becomes, like when they're outside and the hatchet people come by and it's in the rain and stuff, I was like, oh man, like like this is 
this is beautiful like it's so it's so fun like there were so many mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember every little moment there were, i was like audibly reacting to so many different things in this scene um yeah no this is a great scene great sequence. um i know peter had one more favorite moment did you still want to do that as a favorite moment uh, I was just gonna say, so I was gonna say the Arc de Triumph, but I would pick someone else. Uh, the uh, sure. the scene where I forgot, I think it's right before the staircase sequence. Uh, we sort of got this sort of like top down view of the action as John oh, traversed yeah. this building from room oh, to room yeah. with a shotgun. Yeah, that was yeah. a that was a really cool sequence. That's pretty and uh, like like it gets hard to follow sometimes, but like the just the way it's shot, it's just really cool. I think that was, that's the it's the scene right before uh, nobody's dog was about to get shot. Yeah, right? that was yeah. part of that sequence. Yeah, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite action scenes of the whole franchise. I it was really creative to see like a different perspective because we're always at eye level mm-hmm. with uh, with the fight scenes, and yeah, it was also like like for a while it was a, a continuous take. There's not really many of those in the in the wick franchise and that's not something i particularly need but yeah um i i i do find those interesting and like the amount of work it takes to make those is always very impressive to make a good one yeah because i think it like it's like movies do it as like a gimmick and it's like okay but if if you just did different shots and cut it it would have been better (laughs) but yeah i think like this is a like a pretty well crafted one yeah um why don't we start going into our points then yeah. uh, we can start at the very beginning as julie andrews likes to say um that's a little sound of music reference uh and we can start with the opening um we start off with a punch and boy it's the punch heard around the world yeah. uh, i saw that i saw that on twitter before uh, i saw the movie and it was like this was a, a jump scare so like when I saw the first frame, I was like, "Oh, I know what this is," because I've seen I've seen the the punch, so yeah, I know what yeah, this yeah. is going to be. But were you guys startled by that? I was not, but I thought that opening was sick. I was <laughs> I was like, "This is awesome!" Like, I'm I'm very excited for what we're about to get into. Um, and then very quickly we get into a Lawrence of Arabia homage with. Yeah. There's this exact same match cut where Lawrence Fishburne has a match and he blows it out and we cut to the sun yeah. in Morocco. Oh, I was yeah. Like, I was Absolutely. like, what the Absolutely. fuck? <laughs> Why are we doing <laughs> Lawrence? Awesome. Like, I, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was so... I, I, I think I audibly... I don't know what I said, but I, I made like a noise. I'm like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> that was like, like, oh, this movie is going to be like another level. That was yeah. crazy. What did you guys think about this opening sequence? Dude, I just thought like, you know, <laughs> uh, we we the first time we were in the desert, John was exhausted. He was like, uh, you know, trying to find the elder. And then this time he's like, I don't give a fuck. Rides a horse and just starts shooting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I love this. Was, I loved I loved that they were like intercutting like shots of New York and stuff. Like yeah. like <laughs> I was I was thinking like, oh, okay, so we're gonna get like big action sequences and we're gonna get a sequence in New York and that's why they're doing this. It's like setting up the idea of the city, and then we didn't. <laughs> but yeah. I was just like, so I don't I don't know what the point of that would be, but I actually did like it. <laughs> like I thought I thought it was maybe it's the same thing where it's just establishing like 
it's it is like the punch that's being heard all across you know what i mean like that, oh, that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. idea um but yeah no i thought very beautiful i also thought it was funny how the first like half hour of this movie takes place during the same sunset which i thought was pretty funny Ooh, it's, it's, cool, like, yeah. it's like like i remember i we were like far into it and i was like how long is the sunset for you? <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't really care i was like i thought it was really great yeah um good opening uh why don't we talk about some of the things we've touched on the, yeah. the directing lighting and shot composition so one thing that i was thinking oh, yeah. was it it seems that like chad went to film school since the last one because suddenly Whoa. we're getting like <laughs> references to you know famous movies from the 60s which are like very film schooly like that that much match cut like if you're yeah, if yeah. you've gone to film school they have to show it and usually yeah. in first year and also i think I I do think that the directing is a huge step up from the previous movies. Like he went from like a pretty solid director to like doing really interesting things this time. Um, so I I don't know what happened, but Chad like what? Like... I'm curious as to what you mean because I haven't seen the first three John Wicks in a while. But in my memory, those are very well directed movies. Yeah, I mean, I think there's just something different about this one. Like it feels almost like like he's he's got more of a grasp on shot choice and i think the lighting is no maybe uh, like i think maybe, i think they've always been great to be honest like i know I'm, I'm not saying that the previous ones are bad i'm saying that the other ones are like good direction and i think i like these ones even more mm. i think that i think especially like the lighting has kind of like there's 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 something different about it i don't know if it's like if it's darker or yeah i don't know i just i really really like the direction in this one and i think i do think that there's something different i i don't i don't know what yeah i think there uh you, you know how like sometimes we just capture a frame of the film and it just looks so cinematic there are so many of these in this one you know yeah, yeah. i i mean like i think we all agree uh, when he just arrived at the Osaka Continental, the yeah. background is sort of like a red background, and there's like um, cherry blossom, like flower petals yeah. falling on the side, and he's looking down. My God, that was a. Beautiful and then that, yeah, that one shot that's like kind of like a medium full shot to the side, like a profile with like the tree in the side. I was like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. this is sick. Oh, so pretty. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I agree that like. I guess I don't remember the first three well enough, but I, I was struck immediately by how good the lighting is in these movies. Like they're so like, this is a very like good movie to look at in the scene with Killa or the Kingpin guy. Like there's one shot that's like above the fan looking down and yeah. you see the shadow of the fan. I was like, Whoa, that's sick. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought the lighting was like a huge highlight of this movie for me that just I think every single scene like looks very beautiful. And even scenes where it's not like an action set piece or even scenes where it's less dramatic lighting, like the one where um, uh, I forget his name, the guy from the hotel 
uh, he's been the first three. What's the manager of the hotel? Manager of the hotel. Uh, Winston. 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 When Winston goes and visits uh, Bill Skarsgård in his um, like mansion with all the paintings. Oh yeah. I was like, that's like, walking <laughs> yeah. by the paintings. Yeah. yeah, that was that was really walking cool. by the paintings. There, it's like and little things like they were using like really wide lenses in like certain like in the right mm. shots that made this room feel like huge. Like obviously it's a big room, but like just like a lot, a lot of really great choices all across the board yeah um another great thing from this movie <laughs> is um the the fight choreo i mean that's kind of like yes. the whole point of these films is you know chad uh, started out as a stunt double for keanu reeves in the matrix i think um and so that's kind of like where he comes from and so naturally these movies are chock full of action and just quite like amazing stunt work um yeah. And I think I mentioned this in, in my review of it, but I'd say that, like, this is the most consistent and solid selection of action scenes in the John Wick franchise. I think every single one is fantastic. Um, so why don't, why don't we pick out some of uh, the highlights, I guess? Um, Peter, is, are you okay. going to follow what There's, I was just saying? Or are you going yeah, like, I want to I wanna do, I want to have a quick comment on that. So... One thing I actually didn't enjoy about this movie is, so like they sort of introduced, like I touched on it dur- during my non-spoiler review. I don't like how many armor guards they put in this movie. So armor guards are the people that have like a huge armor. chest plate that are basically bulletproof, helmet that's basically bulletproof. So the only vulnerability that they have is sort of like the gap, which is their neck. And they sort of introduced it in three, where in three, there was a literally a scene where john's like winston i need more firepower like my pistol's not doing it and he went to the armory and picked up a shotgun and then he was actually blasting them so which makes sense but in this one when uh when they were at the osaka literally i I think like over 50 of them like so many of these armor guards showed up and the fact that john wick disposed them with a pistol was just like there is like um a level of believability like even in the john wick universe and i think that's just a step too far like i would not much prefer them tone that down a little bit and see like john is very adept with a pistol we all know that but the fact that he's using a pistol to dispose all these guards at the same time without getting seriously injured is just too much for me and that took me out of the film to be honest that's my take yeah. I disagree. I disagree with you on that one. I think it's good that there are enemies that John has to try different things in order to beat. Like I think that's a very important thing that like, so like he can't just like shoot these guys in the head. Like he has to find a way to like get close, and we see that through the action choreo that he has to like kind of disarm them in different ways or hold them at a distance until he can get in there. But, but the thing um, is, there are so many of these shots where you literally see many of these guards behind him as he's sort of fighting the guard in front, and there was well, there are no... other people fighting. No, he it was literally just him and and the concierge, which is the the manager's daughter. It was that scene uh, on the yeah. rooftop. Yeah, yeah. There no, there's no like, other there, yes, there are. Yes, there are. There, there are other like, people. There was like a there couple other people who that died really quickly. No, there. Literally at the end of that scene, there is another guy who is there with them. I know that for a fact. I can there's picture there, the shot vividly in my head. There's yeah. there. Yeah, and I, I, mean, I, I think throughout it. throughout the scene, like I don't know, like I just, I don't, I don't. 
I don't care. Like, I just, I, I believe it enough that it's like, yeah, he can do that. No, like, that scene was just too much for me. And I think that scene was, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not a huge fan, personally. Mm. We can just agree to disagree. But um, I thought, like, the, the way they structured the enemies in this movie is a little bit too much, at least for the first half. I would say that I'm I'm with Aiden on that one in that I do think if it's four movies of John shooting people in the head, which is what three was kind of getting to, uh, to a point, um, I think that's really boring where finally, like, not finally, but like, you know, leveling it up a little bit where I, th- I think, I think otherwise it gets stale. And I think the fact that, you know, now like Aiden said like there's a new challenge like there's something different about the fight um I do appreciate that uh, also like it doesn't last the whole movie it's literally just at the Osaka it's not these armored guards don't pervade the movie if that were the case I too would get probably annoyed just being like okay like that's not why I'm here so I think the fact that they limit that was a smart choice um to your point like I also like don't have a problem with the believability of the John Wick universe because literally everyone in New York is an assassin. So like that's kind of like that's but gone out the window ages that's ago. Such a, like that's such a, like a plus though. You know what I mean? It's like the setting is so familiar, yet like the people inside are like very different, and they build it in a way that when you're watching the movie, you believe that this can actually take place. I think that is so cool. Um, like 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 honestly like for me it's not like the armor guard has like less weaknesses compared to the regular goons it's the the fact that they show up in numbers and john was battling them in like groups of three and fives in three and he was struggling a bit with the pistol and now this time it showed up in numbers and he was just like you know know what no biggie (laughs) um Uh, so yeah i don't like that's something that like i personally like could not care about it's and, and honestly um well there's another point i want to bring up he's i don't know how many times in this movie he sort of lifts up his suit to block bullets which is sort of explained in two and three it's like you know bulletproof technology Mm -hmm. but then they also made it very clear that the impact i'm afraid is quite painful and like the fact that he's just tanking all of that is just Peter, this I, has been a problem the whole franchise. John I know, Wick is but a it's one like, man army. This has not been. It's not. A I feel like thing. it's a little. It's like toned up a little too much in this one. But you have opinion. to escalate. You have to escalate it. You have. You yeah, have to escalate. Like, you have to. You have to gradually make him more no, impervious to I different agree. things. I agree. You I have agree. to make more ridiculous things happen to him that he survives. He has to kill enemies, like easier than before like he has to Absolutely. get harder enemies i'm 100 percent with you i just think they should have done it differently instead of like mm. what i think john wick is so cool uh, like the whole franchise it's john a lot of times doesn't fight enemies head on he 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 sort of like he plants around because he is like he's been in this world he's worked as a professional assassin he's know how to evaluate enemies weakness and exploit them right but then in this movie, a lot of times he's just sort of fighting enemies head on instead of taking a, like a smarter approach, if you know what I mean. Which cool. Sort of so you know what did. I liked about the Osaka Continental? Which <laughs> uh, time to move on, boys. Um, what I liked about that action sequence, uh, the new character, whatever her name is, the concierge with the bow and arrow. Apparently she's, awesome. she's a Japanese singer or something. Uh, I think that makes yeah. sense because I heard she has a big fan base. So it was 
cool for a lot of people to see her, but there were some pretty sick kills with the bow and arrow. My favorite was pretty early on where she has someone pinned to the ground and holds yeah. the bow like up to the guy's face yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. like direct headshot with the bow and arrow. Um, any any parts of this kind of like sequence that you guys really uh, enjoyed? Uh, well, at the hotel in general, I think I, I might have already mentioned like um, with Don, John Wick versus Donnie Yen uh, in like the glass room. They love their glass rooms in they this, love in this glass franchise. Rooms, yeah. uh, I really liked that. I liked um, I liked how they used like I like how they navigate his blindness. Like they they don't make it just a full on Daredevil thing where it's like yeah. he's basically not blind. Yeah, <laughs> like no, like, like he he is blind here. Um, and like I like that they like he has to find different ways to um like deal with that. Uh, yeah, no, I I really like that sequence. I like the moment when John like pretends to be dead on the ground and he has to like try yeah. to get to the gun and yeah. No, I, I I really that that was a great part of the sequence too. Peter, did you like anything about this scene? Um, honestly, I just really like the setting. I think like uh, okay. apparently Chad is gonna do a Ghost of Tsushima film, and yeah. uh, like the fact that he absolutely nailed this sort of Japanese aesthetic just made me very exciting. Uh, and honestly, like, don't really like the enemies they fight, but. I really like the hotel manager, and I I think like um, they've used katana several times in the John Wick franchise, and the Especially fact that we're in, three. yeah, the fact that we're in Japan, lots of katana scenes, and like um, the fact that you know uh, when when the manager passed by the kitchen, it's like boy, it's time to suit up, and then they open the fridge, it's all weapons. Oh uh, um, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 those are yeah, really great awesome. badass. Yeah. yeah, I think I think everyone in my theater was like. I also, while we're here, I want to give a general shout out just generally to Donnie Yen, who is just like so good. Like his movement is so crazy in this movie. Like, like he is so, so good. Like he, I remember re- I read somewhere that um, they had to change the choreo because he was too fast for what they were doing. <laughs> like he was just, he was moving too fast and they're like, okay, this doesn't work anymore. Like we got to switch it up. <laughs> like, he just, like, and you can see that like, he's just, like they usually in action movies, they like cut frames and they speed up footage. And they were like, we didn't do that with him <laughs> because he was just like going that fast. It's so sick. It was you so fun to watch him do it. Keanu and Donnie are both in their fifties about to reach yeah. like the sixties. Yeah. And there and Keanu did ninety percent of his own stunts. Like that, yeah, I did see that's that, crazy. That is insane. Yeah, I will say that like there was a couple moments where I was like, okay, Keanu's getting a bit up there in years. Like he's kind of like going slow. Like like not every move is as fluid as it was ten years ago. But Donnie Yen, like not a single comment. He was like lightning quick. Um, while we're uh, no, let's keep talking about the action scenes. Um. So then the next big sequence I would say is Berlin and like the nightclub sequence, mm-hmm. um, which I know Aiden really enjoyed. Do you want to kick I us off with that? that? There are so many times where like, I like, I just got giddy, like watching, watching this sequence, like the, starting from in the club, like when he's using the cards as weapons initially, yes. like that's, oh that's God, so sick know. when he cuts him with it. Uh, I love, dude, the one shot when he's fallen down to, like, the lower level where the waterfall is, is yeah. coming, and he's holding the, the gag boss, like, 
like on a line of water so that they're like divided by the water falling down and there's oh, one shot that like that. No, well, you don't notice it until there, there's one shot that makes it clear that that's what it is, and it's like, whoa, like it's it's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there were multiple like this was a scene. I don't remember specific moments just because like it, there's so much of the movie that it's, it's yeah. just yeah. But like there are so many. I remember this was a scene where I was going like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> like like a lot. Like every time there was like a sick kill or something. Um, yeah, no, this was awesome. I liked. Not not one of the oof moments, but there's one moment where he, I think he kills some of the bodyguards who've like approached him in the crowd, and then the crowd kind of like parts, and you see Scott Adkins like standing there. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's on. This is awesome. Um, I'm trying to think what else is in this sequence, dude. Also, the German, uh, the German crowd just doesn't give a fuck of people <laughs> getting killed yeah. among them. I thought you were gonna say that, and the like, like during the movie, I was like, like thinking someone's gonna make a comment about that, and then I, I came no, up I with the really comment funny. while I, I was, was really watching funny. the movie. Yeah. So here's my comment that I came uh-huh. up while watching John Wick Four yeah. to respond to that, uh-huh. um, Peter. They are on drugs that you have not even heard of. They are so <laughs> fucked out of their minds. They do not know what's happening. Dude, like, but the funny part is, they were running out at the end, though. When yeah, John yeah, by the end. end so. Like, like they're like dancing, and John Wick is like murdering people. They don't give a fuck. They don't know what's yeah. going on. They're they're on like the craziest drugs. Um, That's also another another thing about this franchise I love is that like they make the division between the normal world and the criminal underworld. Those, so, those, so those two worlds. Yeah. yeah. Those two worlds are so close to each other all the time, but there's just such a clear divide between them at all times. Like, like yeah, I, I always, I love that. Like this criminal shit just happens all the time. And like, yeah. you, can be a, you could be a normal person in this universe and just be kind of oblivious to it. Like you're just at a club and like, maybe you see something and you're like, Oh fuck. But like, that's the extent of it. Like, yeah, I, no, I love it. Yeah. Actually, quick tangent while we're there. This doesn't fit the point, but I felt like that's where they were going with Mr. Nobody, that he was a normie who had kind of like who was outside of the mm. criminal world and he's kind of like started picking up the pieces and he like noticed things and he's yeah. like he's yeah, like he's he's found his way into the world. He's so he's got his notebook and he's like written down like the Bowery King symbol and he's and like he's doing his research and stuff like that. And I it I found it like like his character was like just like the tiniest bit underdeveloped and I I just wanted no, to I, know like what his deal was and I, I feel no, like I we agree. never found out because he was so he was so interesting. Yeah, I I should do agree with that. That was one of the things I was thinking where I remember we got to the end of the movie and I was like okay, wait, how did he know that much about John? Like, like why? Like, yeah. I get that. I get that he's a tracker, but like most, you'd think that other people would have tried to do this. Why is this guy special? Um, and yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was also, it was kind of weird how he like seems to be putting on a front a little bit. Like, cause the moment mm-hmm. Bill Skarsgård does that thing, he's like shocked. He's shocked that he gets his hand stabbed. And I was like, if you're part of this world, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be as shocked. You wouldn't be like, what the fuck, man? Like, you would, well, you would just be like, oh shit, that's something that's happening. And I, I feel like, like, I, Peter, dude. Peter, you have a bad day today. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, and I, I, um, I agree though that that would actually be an interesting angle. If he was like a guy from the outside world that like had just like picked up the pieces, I think that would be really fun. 
Peter? Well, I think the uh, the gold coin, as soon as you walk into Osaka, is a dead giveaway. He's part of this world. And oh, right. The, yeah. the, the interaction with Marquise, I think that's mostly like he's only been interacting with the Continental, which is below the table. And now mm-hmm. he's directly interacting with a high table member. And I don't know. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but like the last movie, when John pledged fealty to the table, he had to cut off his finger. And mm-hmm. then... And then, um, and then when we see the Harbinger, Harbinger is also missing a finger as well. Yeah. So it's sort oh. of like this sort of, and then uh, in a lot of chapter three, it's all about like, you know, you betrayed the table. Now you pledge fealty to the table. We have to take something from you. So like John's, uh, I don't know, adopted mother or something like her hand, she had to get like basically knives through her hands. Mm. Like, uh, last one, and then Lawrence Fishburne got seven cuts because of the seven bullets he gave John. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I think like it's very much like a high table thing. It's like we have to take something from you, no, I... to be back in our fold. You know, I understand that, but if you remember, like when that happens to John, he's not like surprised it's happening. He's like, "Oh shit, my finger's coming off. That sucks." Yeah. <laughs> but like, he seems to he seems to know what it is. He seems too, to like, expect you know, that kind of interaction. Yeah. It's just weird to me that Mister Nobody wouldn't expect bill skarsgård to try to do that like yeah. it, i don't know dude and I actually that that scene was um that scene was so funny actually because like i i didn't really fully understood what bill skarsgård mean it's like you have to remove the knife or remove the hand it's like oh, huh oh, like is, that, yeah. is he is he gonna like pull his hand out this way but then he started like slowly <laughs> yeah. pulling his hand off like yo yeah nah i knew what he meant and i was like oh no he's gonna do <laughs> yeah. it it reminded me of um uh men i don't know if any of you guys ended up seeing that but there's, i did not see that there's a good save yourself there's yeah. a character who's got like his whole like arm is like forearm to hand is like in half <laughs> gross um but yeah like yeah i think that was like one of my few gripes about the movie is mr nobody's a little underdeveloped and he clearly has like a story is yeah. is one of those characters who like he's come from somewhere he's got a very distinct like look to him yeah like a backpacker, like a loner, yeah. and he's got this notebook. This, I just dog. have so many questions. Yeah. He's got this dog. <laughs> yeah, what's a, what's a dog? He's, he's, I think in his notebook, he's like trying to save up to a certain amount of money, but there might have been a picture. Like, did he draw a picture of a house or something? But like, no. what house costs $50 million, you know? So, um, anyways, if they continue this franchise, I'd like to see him come back um so. actually isn't aren't they developing a arna de armas spin-off yeah the ballerina but the ballerina. i don't think well he's not a ballerina but maybe he could appear in there well i mean I, it's like everyone's in this world so yeah well we'll get into it as well but i feel like the ending also lends itself to maybe continuing the franchise but um we will get into that later uh but we can go back into the choreo conversation so there's one kind of remaining like action sequence and it's quite a long sequence uh it's john trying to make it to the dueling grounds um so it's 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 several scenes put together but um man was that like awesome that was yeah that was (laughs) kind of like i don't know maybe my favorite sequence as a whole because every scene was like great 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 yeah um it starts off with um like the the first big one is 
No, no, no. I, no, it's it starts off on the streets of Paris and yeah. it moves to the Arc de Triomphe, and then it moves. Is the next one the building? The building, I yeah, think. The building, yeah. It's like like just a random Parisian building with the aerial shot, and then the the two hundred stairs. Yeah. So we've kind of already talked about the Arc de Triomphe. I don't know if we need to continue that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I just really a quick like... comment. Sure. Just a quick comment. They were playing painted black, but like the French yeah. version, I guess, on the radio. I'm just so pissed they didn't fully finish the song. And like the song started yeah. fading out. I'm like, come on, guys, this is like peak <laughs> action music, and you won't let it play out. <laughs> Didn't they do that in Black Adam as well? Did they play painted black in Black Adam? Wait, did you guys see the movie? I did not see Black Adam. No, I've seen Black okay. Adam, but I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was like the first song. Or no, not the first one, but like like when he's breaking out of the, the tomb or whatever. Mm, right. Anyways, it's it's one of those like on the nose songs, but yeah. Um uh, I will say this the staircase is a great idea for an action. Two hundred steps. Yeah. Th- that yeah, two hundred steps. That was amazing. That's a that's a great place to do an action set piece. I love how like like we track his progress and we see him go by and i fucking love how when he falls down it shows oh it in its God. entirety yeah, yeah, like yeah. he yes. falls and then like he, he keeps falling fall. and he keeps falling <laughs> and he keeps falling like that like that's that's like such a funny moment and like that's the kind yeah. of thing that like this movie is so good at having funny moments like that this is kind of like the point i was make i have later the funny goofy shit where it's just mm-hmm. stuff like this like really sells this movie for me if this movie was super serious like it would just no it would be nowhere near as fun but it's like it's moments like this where he falls down the stairs over and over and over he lands at a landing they kick him again he falls down the stairs and he, falls, <laughs> yeah. and he keeps going yeah. like i yeah like that's such a yeah that's a great it's a great idea for a place to put an action set piece and it's a really it's a great one yeah it was probably one of my favorite parts of this movie um just while like like talking about the funny goofy shit, I it occurred to me like, yeah, like the John Wick franchise has always had kind of like funny moments, but I yeah. feel like they do it in such a way where the the tone doesn't change. It's yeah. still like within the world as opposed to, or maybe maybe not even just that, but the brand of comedy is different from what you usually find in action comedies nowadays. Think anything. It's David Leach does with like the deadpool movies or bullet train like it's always very like self-referential and a joke a minute kind of thing where i think john wick's comedy is kind of it's better (laughs) i don't know like what they're doing differently but um it's definitely less grating i find stuff really annoying sometimes I love how, like, it's also the thing of, like, just knowing exactly what they're making. Like, they know every time they get Keanu to say, yeah. <laughs> like, like, so the, many they, times. like, they know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so funny, though. Like, I'm, there was one moment that I actually, like, I thought was, like, hilarious. And I, like, I was in this theater alone, sandwiched by two groups of people of strangers. And there was one moment where I was like one of the only people who burst out laughing like really, really hard. And I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but there was, oh man, I'll try to think of it. But yeah, I thought, I, I love the comedy in this movie. I think it's just like a very, it's a very sincere comedy. Like you were saying, like, yeah. it's just, it's just like within like, it doesn't have to call attention to what's to the fact that what's happening is funny. It just knows what's happening is funny and it just sets it up mm. in such a way that it it's funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I, sorry, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think it also, it's like, 
in a sense that action doesn't impede the, uh, sorry the comedy doesn't impede the action mm-hmm. like they don't actually yeah. conflict i think that's the other one that they do so well um like for example uh when when you have like the 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 john falling down the stairs scene like that is funny at the moment but then they're right back into the action because that's what makes sense for the plot and that's what's happening yeah uh, it's also when it comes to the language like you know john's a badass you know you expect yeah. him to say certain things and when he says it it's just so satisfying yeah <laughs> and that's funny like it's like yeah you can come i'll kill them all you know it's like um you know like like th- things yeah. like that um where it's very on brand for john wick and i yeah. think it's, yeah. it's hard for other franchises to replicate that because it's like their main protagonist is not a badass assassin like john wick yeah, um, only other thing I can think about for the action sequences is the, um, I don't know what you call it, but like the shotgun where they've modified the bullets so that they explode. The dragon's yeah, breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragon's yeah. breath. Yeah. Man, that was awesome. Yeah, that was sick. That <laughs> Just was like sick. catching everybody on fire while shooting them. I was like, yeah. <laughs> well done. You've talked yourself. Yes. Um, Honestly, like these are some of my favorite moments of John Wick. Like, like we can't let John use like an overpower weapon all the time, but when Johns get to have fun with something more than just a pistol, it's yeah. just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. why don't we go into a discussion about the writing? Um, yeah. We kind of touched on uh, some of the John Wicky. I don't know where I'm going with this. Like, like I th- I think kind of what you're saying about like how John always says like, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I'm back. <laughs> I think every character has a very distinct way of speaking, yes. which is always great. Yeah. Where like if you think about, you know, Marvel movies are kind of like the easy to pick on um action like adjacent. Um yeah. everyone sounds kind of the same yeah. a lot of the time. They're all very quippy and they don't really have distinct voices anymore. I do find that like the John Wick franchise, like they're on the verge of becoming soundboard versions of themselves where like, it's like the John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Lance Reddick is like Mr. Week and, you know, yeah. every, everybody has like their catchphrases. Right. Yeah. But it works. It works yeah. for them. I think, you know, no, I think it works so well. And I guess my point I'm writing is something I've already touched on a little bit where it's just like, it actually like, it does a really good job of, of like showing not telling within dialogue like that's a like just over explaining things like i'm thinking in particular the scene where because people often hear that they think showing not telling and they think they take it too literally but you can show with dialogue like you know what i mean you can have dialogue that doesn't over explain itself and the scene one of the things i'm thinking about in particular is when the scene where nobody first talks to john wick and he explains like what he's doing and it's like he just says something like, uh, like we've seen the insert of him scratching out the money and he, John's like, are you going to kill me? And he's like, not yet. We're in this together Mm -hmm. now. And that's all he says. And like, we understand exactly what he's doing just from him saying that. And that's what I mean. Like a lesser movie would have him, it would have like a stupid interaction Mm -hmm. where he like explicitly states what he's, what he's saying. And th- that's my point of writing is that I there's actually like a surprising amount of subtlety in the writing here. Like there's a movie like this could get away with just having a script that is nothing, but it actually does a it does a there's a lot of attention paid into like how information is revealed in the script, and I I really appreciate that. 
I think there's lots to be said about the writing of this movie beyond yeah. that, Ethan. Like, I think um, this is the first one in a while where a new character has been introduced where I was, like, actually rooting for them a little bit and being like, oh, I care what happens to this other character. So mm-hmm. Donnie Yen's Kane is one of them. Uh, you know, I was like, I don't, I don't really want him to die either. Um, and Mr. Nobody, I think, as well. Um, whereas, like... I don't know. I think most of the cast in that are introduced in two and three are either cannon fodder, like, but usually like villains, yeah, and not really not not anybody who's his equal. I know we get um, I'm blanking on her name, Halle Berry as Sophia, yeah, yeah. but she's she's in and out, like she doesn't come back. Yeah. Um. So I I think this was it was really interesting to see, um, yeah, just like really strong, well written characters. It reminded me a lot of Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> what? Like, cause like, I don't know if you guys saw the movie, but no, there's no. there's a lot of villains in it. And so, like, at least in that respect, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's kind of like that. And, <laughs> yeah. And one, one of the villains is, is, uh, is like, the manifestation of death, like a wolf who yeah, is yeah. death. And he's, like, hunting Puss in Boots. That's kind of who Mr. Nobody was for a second. He was like yeah, I'm not going to kill you. I'm waiting. Like, I'm always yeah. there. I thought that's what they were going with. Um, And yeah, I don't know. Oh, I'll also say some of the other movies that this made me think of. This was like, this was very clearly John Wick's No Time to Die. It was the same, very, very similar, like, this is the end of the road kind of. Is that the most recent Daniel Craig Bond? Yeah. yeah. yeah I have not seen one. that one, actually. One. Okay. Um then I won't get into that more, but um, I know what happens in it, but yeah, there's definitely time to die is what we yeah. learned. Um, <laughs> and, and in that respect, for sure, they're the same, but I don't know. I think, I think there's similar similarity between them. I gotta say though, I think Marquise is a really bad villain. I don't really like Marquise as a villain. I think, um, I like um, to be honest, I think the Russian dude in the first one and the, uh, Antonio in the second one are better villains than Marquis. I mm. one of the things I actually really liked about the Marquis was that you kind of expect that he's going to be the final boss and that like John is going to like John's going to have to wind up fighting him and he's going to be this great fighter. I actually love how again, I think in a really like subtle way like it's kind of implied that he can't really do shit. Yeah. Like yeah, like he's absolutely. he's actually pretty incompetent and it's like he probably couldn't take anyone on and he probably like he's kind of like like failed upwards into the position he has like you get that feeling from him but that he has this overwhelming confidence and actually i think that's a really interesting place to take the villain and that it's he is defeated by having that turned against him yeah no Uh, absolutely and And i think like him and winston are like a foil you know what i mean like uh like winston is much more calm and collected while he seemed much more like agitated and like loud um But it's just, it's just like, I felt like, I, I don't know, like, he didn't seem intimidating, you know what I mean? Like, like, like the, the goons he have is, might be intimidating, but he himself did not seem intimidating. Maybe that's the point. Sure. That's, that's, yeah, definitely not something I have a problem with. I think it's interesting when you have villains who themselves are not maybe a, like a physical challenge it's more their resources and that's that's something you see across movies all the time including action films where it's 
more their their resources are the the problem and their goons and and whatnot. Um, I was gonna say you mentioned Antonio, and I I do think that he was a very strong villain in kind of like a similar respect because I don't think he doesn't. They're kind of the same. Like he has he has resources, and there isn't, if I recall correctly, a final fight with him. He's a coward, and he runs away to the Continental to get to save like to save himself, and. That that moment, just recalling from John Wick Two, is one of my favorites, probably throughout the franchise. Where um, he's sitting at the the table and he's eating the duck fat, and like I felt like such rage for this character. I know what happens, and I was like, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> he's like one of those like man, like in school, like one of those yeah. kids who's like, I'm gonna tell, like teacher like that like that kind of energy like. I'm actually like home safe, so actually you can't do anything right now. Yeah, he's listing out. It's like, oh, do you know, like they're I actually like forever, I won't yeah. be eating the same meal twice. I can stay here for a very long time. And John's so, like, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I I agree that like maybe he's not the best villain from the franchise. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I do think that I don't know. I did find him more interesting maybe than the the first villain from one, the Russian guy. But well, I found him kind of annoying by the end when he because he always talks in a certain way. He's like, ah, oh, this fucking dog. And like, <laughs> you stole this, this fucking car. And he says it like that. And I was like, that's weird. That's a weird way to say it. No, like, I, well, like the Russian guy, two things, right? Like one, he's the guy that delivered the famous speech. It's like, he killed, uh, like he killed like five men with a fucking pencil. With a fucking pencil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I felt like there's a much, like, the emotional side of the villain in one is a lot richer than Marquis because like he literally had to give away his son's location to John to save himself like he knows by giving that information to John his son is going to die and like but it's his life or his son's and that as a decision point for him I thought I thought that was really cool but going back to uh, Marquis though now that I think about it all four villains that we have or sort of like thinking villains, I guess, except for three, because three, the villain is much more like the Japanese bald dude. Oh yeah, uh, he's like a fighter. Yeah. But like, first one, the the old guy can't really fight. Second one, Antonio, sort of ran away to Continental, and then this one, Marquis, is just like, no, oh, I don't want to get the kill. <laughs> oh my god! And then John's like, no, <laughs> not getting the kill. Also, but, like Bill Skarsgård is kind of like a freaky looking looking dude, and we know that. But <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's one of those times where he, he kind of just gets to be n- normal. Like he's not he's not a clown, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he is still like an imposing villain, and I I think that was cool for him. Sure. Mm, yeah. I I like how this movie tries to wrap up the franchise in that um they are trying to be like okay, you've been doing this for, th- like, you've been on a revenge drive for three movies. You gotta stop, bro. Because, like, every single movie is, like, consequences from the previous one. Like, you killed the wrong dude, and now you gotta do this. And yeah. well, you did this thing, and, well, look at what you did. And it's like, okay, you know, where does this end for you? And, I mean, John Wick has never been, like, a super like thematic like we're gonna explore something kind of movie that's not really what they're for but i think this movie is as close as they've ever gotten and also like kind of like i i think this is the first time where they cut to a helen flashback and i was like oh this is actually like a really good use of that i always Mm -hmm. found the the ones on the phone where he's watching the video on the phone kind of like goofy 
And sure. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of sad. Where he goes, Helen. <laughs> oh, Helen. And then, you know. Um, I, I like, what I like about the end of this movie is how they play, like, it sets up the idea that's like, he has to die. Like, that's the only way this can end. Because yeah. now that he's back in, he could never get out again. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, I don't like, think he's dead, I, though. You know what I mean? I don't think he's dead either. Yeah. I have a feeling that I have a feeling he's coming <laughs> back. But, <laughs> um, well, we can we can talk about the ending while we're here. We'll we'll kind of circle back to some other stuff. But yeah. I was almost sure that he wasn't dead, and then we didn't get any like reason to believe he was alive. So I'm sure. not certain. But it it did feel like like I I, rem- I hearken back to um. Captain America 2 with the Nick Fury gravestone like I was like oh that's what this is right like yeah the fake the fake gravestone so that he can he's finally out because there's physical evidence that he's dead yeah I don't I think there's room to bring him back for sure yeah and also it's the fact that like there originally was a John Wick 5 that I think is now up in the air and is not as confirmed I heard something about it, yeah. but like no like it was they were supposed to film four and five back to back and then i think covid oh. got in the way of that or something um mm. but yeah like so that that was the original plan <laughs> so i do kind of think like also like the end credit scene like oh, i mean on the credit scene yeah at the very end very very oh, end fuck. there's an end I credit did, scene I didn't watch that. But, but like it doesn't involve I can just say it's um it's the concierge from the Osaka Continental, uh the daughter of the guy. Um and, and Donnie Yen. And Donnie Yen. She's like trying she's like it's implied she's about to go kill Donnie Yen. It's quite it's funny. Like, yeah. And it's I, like but it's like I don't know is that is that supposed to be like setting up for a spin off? That's the idea for that? Like if if John Wick is dead, then that's the idea. No, no oh, reaction okay. to that. So, no, no. So I'm, I'm just sorry. I was, I I was doing research. I haven't seen the scene, so I was doing research. So it says on the John Wick Wikipedia, the the, the John Wikipedia. Wikipedia, if you will. Uh, um, it says in May 2022, so uh, under a year ago, um, that Chad stated that while Chapter Four, <laughs> it's funny because well before the movie was released, he said Chapter Four has some conclusion elements <laughs> to the story, <laughs> which of course at the time no one knows what that means. But yeah. he says that there would be a fifth installment to the franchise, so yeah. Yeah. maybe. I, I don't, I don't know if I want him to come back. I do think this was a nice ending for John, and for him to be like, yeah, I guess I'm back again. Like I think I'll get kind of like. Oh jeez! Like, like I, how many times is this going around? Like, I yeah. disagree. I could, I could, I could, <laughs> like, I, I think this is, this is like, this is the equivalent of like a show that has found its franchise so well that it can replicate it for a million seasons. Like, mm-hmm. they, they could make ten John Wick movies. I think, and I, I, I would be like, this is fine. Like, I, I, I think as long as like they cared about it, still, it would, it wouldn't get bland, and I would still like it. Um, I would. I would definitely be worried that we're getting into like jump the shark territories. Like if you, if you don't respect death in this franchise, then like, then you're getting into Marvel territory where it's like, sure. if you didn't see him die, did they die? You know? Right. And then how do we, you know, if, if, if John Wick seemingly dies in this movie, the kind of like, unkillability of him is like to a completely new degree 
where we we've known for a while that John you can't kill John Wick, but then it's like oh when he even when he died he didn't die it's like okay, so yeah I I, I think I there's a way to do it maybe I think there's a way to do it and just limit that I agree that that could be a big problem but yeah I don't know like I'm cool with them making more I feel it's like cool it's, it's really similar to uh, okay spoiler for Blade Runner twenty forty nine but it's like oh, yeah. it's literally the same thing as k at the stairs it's like mm-hmm. okay he seems like he's also bleeding out but is he bleeding out you know um i don't I think don't... they're doing more with that character no, i think Dude, i wish i wish i wish to do another blade runner i i watched that movie like it was it wasn't until, like the third watch of that movie that i understood that he died there <laughs> like i was like i thought he, i thought he just Wait, like, I like thought was still ambiguous, no? he was just tired he's taking a nap yeah, like I thought no, literally, I was like, yeah, he like, I was like, yeah, he's just sitting there, like he just, yeah. like he reached the end of his emotional arc and he's just sitting there. But fair enough. Um, so did you watch the post credits, Peter, just now? Uh, I'm watching it right now. Okay, I found it funny that she pulls out like an exacto knife and like she thinks that's gonna yeah. stop Don again. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um. But yeah, I think I think she was a really cool character, so like I'd be happy to follow her instead. And kind of like like maybe it's one of those where it's like pass we have the a torch. new character. Yeah, yeah, pass the torch and kind of like like here's my pitch. Okay, so you you pick up from like that moment exactly, like we start there, and it's her and maybe she wants to kill Kane, but Kane I don't know, maybe Kane is the villain for the whole movie in kind of the same way he was with this. The could get stale but um i think then maybe she goes searching for john wick like she hears rumors that he's not really dead and then she finds him like holding out like kind of in some spot i don't know maybe he's in prison some you know cliches there's something to play with i think i think you're right they could be something like that um i really liked oh let's talk about like the actual ending like the duel um I loved when Donnie Yen said fuck off to Skarsgård with like the force of like that punch heard around the world. That was the fuck off heard around the world. Yeah. Um, What did you guys think about that climactic scene? Well, Uh, I think it's very... Oh, okay. I I say at first I was like, oh, we're not going to do like a big fight. But I actually like... No, I like it. They they went through their fight scenes. They did a bunch of like so huge many. fight scenes, like back to back to back to back. I think it was actually a good way to end it. I like that they actually do just kind of outsmart the bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, no, I actually, I like the ending. And it's not even like, like they were, they weren't intending to outsmart him either. Yeah. It was John kind of like giving up and I thought that was really interesting where he, well, he just kind of like resigned. I think it is intentional. It, it. I don't think they go into the duel planning it, but right before they fire the last shots at each other, or John doesn't fire it, that he, that I think the implication of that is definitely that, like I forget what the exchange is, but they say something to each other, and it's definitely that like this is what we're going to do. I know. I, I know what he he says. He says, um, "Those of us who cling to life die, and those, oh no, those who cling to life, something die." And the ones who cling to death can't die, like something like that. Something like that, yeah. I think I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah. The way I saw it was 
here's here's two characters who want out but one has like still has the reason to be out and the other one has lost the reason Mm. and so i read that line as being like um john wick is like maybe this is the end of the road for me like i i'm happy to like like you have a reason for living and if i kill you like what 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 is there left for me anyways so like maybe maybe you're right like i think there's it's i think to have different interpretations but i know I, I i like what you're saying too i think it i think it might honestly be a mixture of both um but yeah no i, okay. I, I think i think you're right too sorry peter honestly like i just thought it's a really great way to wrap up donnie's story because like he reluctantly got back into the fold because marquise has power over him because they know where his daughter is can can sort of use that uh to to as an advantage and then like even in the in the in the Osaka Continental, like he's reluctant. Like he wants to let the uh, the Japanese manager live, mm-hmm. but then the Japanese manager is like, nope, nope. Uh, 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 and then and like we sort of sort of slowly see his change of heart, right? Like his like like at first when he was com- conversing with the Osaka manager, the manager's like, you know, back then it's not just obey the table it's brotherhood you know like i would do this with john because john is a friend john's a brother and yeah. and sort of we can sort of see donnie sort of coming back to that and and also like see him slowly realizing that marquise isn't <laughs> isn't that great either well it's not like he doesn't know already but like when marquise declined to duel john and instead nominate donnie to duel john He's just like, yo, you can't do that. But then he's like, no, I'm gonna use your daughter uh, as to like the, the 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 piece to pressure into it. So yeah, it's a it's a great way to wrap it up, you know. And like ev- eventually, like uh, Bill Skarsgård is like the 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 guy in 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 battle royales is like, you know, going going for the going for the kill on the down player, but the down player is like, oh, I have a self revive. <laughs> Okay, you guys yeah, probably don't ha- like don't get that, that reference. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> I know what they're talking about. So Kane. <laughs> um, that was very aggressive. We had some like major technical issues. We thought we were gonna have to like re-record the first hour and twenty-five minutes of this podcast. So thank God that we don't. Yeah. But let's let's talk about Kane. Um. I was going to say that uh, it was very cool that we finally have our anti John Wick and like, like a character who like actually parallels him. It's yeah. in hindsight, kind of weird that it's taken this long to get to a character like that. You know, you'd think that that could come, okay. might come earlier, but I'm glad they waited. at least. But I think there's always been that sort of uh, antagonist hitman character in like, um, you know, first one's Willem Dafoe as a sniper. Second one, it was um, yeah. Uh, it was the the guy that he fought that was protecting Gianna. Oh, then, common, common, common. Yeah, yeah common. Um, and then the third one, the third one is a Japanese dude with the blade. Zero. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like this one. I like that he was like an old friend. And again, I don't remember the first ones very well, but I like that. I, I like the implication of like they were brothers at one point. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. That's fun. Yeah. I just yeah, I definitely meant 
more like in a literal sense like they are pretty well like the same guy like he also wants out like that's not something they've explored Mm -hmm. and kind of like like they both want out but who wants it more or like who needs it kind of thing was interesting yeah um here's a question like i could just be wrong on this but like why did they name the blind man cain Feels I'm a not bit like, no idea. Is that a, no? that is a biblical thing, right? Um, yeah, wrong? Cain and Abel. I don't like. I don't know what the deal with them is, but they're guys. Cain right? and Abel were brothers Wait, who was Cain won... the abuser or the one being abused? Uh, no, in Cain and Abel, it was more about jealousy, and one of them killed the other because yeah, he wasn't getting God's. Um, it was the firstborn son of Adam and Eve. Yeah, I don't remember which is which. And so also, it could, it could be that. I'm pretty sure they hinted at like he was not blind to begin with. Like he gave his eyes to the high table or something. Yeah, they did say that. Yeah. That yeah. is the implication. I was just saying that it's a it's a poor choice of name for someone who uses a, a walking stick. <laughs> oh my! God. I guess I guess that's oh. not. A, I guess like, it's no, not a game per okay. se. But like, I was like. He does use a cane. I was like, okay, yeah. come on, guys. Oh, really? I wasn't like, even thinking about really? that at all. And if, you th- if, you, if you throw an eye in there, I'm instantly not thinking about <laughs> that as well. Fair. Um, but, I mean, as far as characters go, like, pretty sick. And, I mean, Billing Again is awesome. Um, yeah. He's also, like, he's basically, he ba- you know, you did say that he isn't, but, like, he's basically Daredevil. And... No, but like they, I love Daredevil, but like they approach it in a different way where it's like Daredevil can see, like I said, like he can he see, can, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he, d- and they don't, they don't have to choreograph fight scenes differently, but he, Donnie has to take specific actions that are because he's blind. He has to do and, specific things. And that makes the fights more interesting, you know, like yeah, when, true. um, the first fight they had in the glass room, like John was literally trying to be very still, not make a sound. Yeah. So donnie won't know where he is yeah and he's always like hitting things and like like moving his like stick around the corner and stuff like that and yeah so honestly i thought out of all the scenes my favorite with king was actually the one at the very beginning in the kitchen where he set up like the little doorbells um and he specifically picked penetrable surfaces to put these on so he can shoot through like there was like this giant kitchen table in the middle that's made of metal Mm -hmm. And then he was shooting through that to sort of wall bang the other guys on the other side when the bell, uh, when the bell went off. I thought that was mm. really sick. Yeah. No, I thought um, it was dope too. Yeah. Also, like, like we we alluded to this earlier, but um, Scott Adkins' character is kind of kingpin. Uh-huh. He, this is this is like not really about the movie, but when we were talking about Hawkeye, if we've ever talked about Hawkeye, how like kingpin is kind of like weird in that show mm-hmm, this yeah. is this is how like powerful and like that's what kingpin should be he's like a yeah, strong yeah. guy who yeah. is just like like a wall of muscle but not bulletproof you know okay the yeah, question yeah. is is kingpin funny though because scott atkins is pretty hilarious during kingpin's that. not supposed to be funny either, okay <laughs> um where should we go from here why don't we talk about how john wick Three, how John Wick 4 is what I would like to call John Wick 3 2.0. Mm. I'll explain. So this is kind of like like I I didn't I don't I didn't really care for 3. 
I think it's kind of, I didn't like one either, but I think three is like a new low after two. Um, and I feel like this is trying to do what three did again and just like do a, a better ending. So I found some similarities. Um, in both movies, the, the Continental is condemned, uh, this time kind of more permanently than the last time. Uh, we have a representative from the high table chasing after our, our guys. Um, there's the all the stuff with the Ruska Roma is in both films. Um, and then there's some things that are kind of like, sure. Um, the the elder comes back, but they kind of like undo everything that they did with the the elder, like within the first minutes. I donn't remember of this movie. anything. Yeah. No, but like they they undo it is the point, right? Like, oh, okay. Like he he did all that stuff in the the movie, and then they're like psych, undo, not not to like, um, what's the word like, retcon it? They don't retcon it. They like they're still moving forward, but it's very much yeah. like the decision he had made at the time they're like they go back on it uh which is fair a character is allowed to do that and then the last thing this is definitely tenuous but um there's a, a person who has dogs as their sidekick yeah <laughs> and honestly that's just a staple of the franchise though at this point yeah like yeah. no i just mean like the tracker and the halle berry were i was like yeah. These are the same i thought guy. the i thought nobody was a better dog person than halle berry absolutely <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, okay, so rank like, the dog people in the John Wick universe. <laughs> number one, John Wick. <laughs> number two, yeah, what happened to John Wick's nobody. dog? Yeah, but I just remember that. Doesn't he have yeah. a dog? He has yeah. a dog. He was at the end. He's he was given to the Bowery King, Lawrence. Oh, okay. The doggy. Mm. Oh, okay. I was sad good about that. Good like, to know he's safe. Like I was like when John Wick was like, I guess I'll die. I was like, okay, there's two people. Like, it's not just if you die. Like, if you die, what happens to the dog? And what happens to uh, Winston? Right? Like, what? Like, if in the duel. Oh, in the, in duel, the duel. If, if yeah, John Wick, like, if he resigns himself and, like, like sure, shoot me. I was like, okay, but, like, yeah. you're not the only one who's dying here. Remember Winston? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, this was better than John Wick 3. Any thoughts on that? That was kind of. I like don't remember it enough. Silly, silly point. I yeah. don't. I just don't remember it enough. I remember really liking it though. I remember being okay. like, "This is cool." I think there's highlights to it for sure. Sure. Peter. Peter. Here, honestly, uh, like I thought, three's final battle in the hotel was really cool. There's but good that's there, yeah. that's about it. <laughs> like I thought, like the whole shaban that they did with the ballerina and stuff like that was kind of. Like, eh. Yeah, I don't care for it. Either. Yeah, but like the uh, opening is cool. Like Aiden said, like you know, like um, so yeah. he is the most wanted person, and how he's handling that situation. Again, like it's three is like repeating things. Or no, no, I guess that's not what I'm saying. Um, because that although like I love that sequence, yeah. they do that in really two. similar oh. in two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I'm gonna just... talk about that when we rank the John Wick. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, before we get there. Um, I guess we kind of talked about this. Staples of the franchise. Let's name some things that John Wick yeah. loves to do in his movies. Number get hit one. Get by cars. Get hit by cars. <laughs> he loves getting hit by cars. At least seven or eight times across yep. four movies. Loves dogs. 
dogs are nice. <laughs> oh, one that I find really annoying is sliding shit across tables. They do the same shot where someone with two fingers puts down something on the table super dramatically and slides. Oh, it's usually the, the coin, table. though. It's usually the yeah, coin. Yeah, but have you conceived? Have you? Have you considered that that's a sick ass way to do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like maybe maybe the problem is watching them within twenty four hours. It's like mm. that's I, too much. I warned you against that. <laughs> <laughs> I still enjoyed four. Yeah. It was okay, yeah. but yeah, when you're when you're not waiting two or three years between movies, it's like I've seen the same shot yeah. so many times. <laughs> Stop sliding I, shit like I, that. I would be willing to bet if you did a deep dive of any director where you watched like three of their films in one sitting, you'd be like, oh, that's the, that's the same going shot. Crazy. That's the same kind <laughs> yeah. of shot, yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I've, had, I've, had that with, I've had that with Nolan where I watched two different Nolan movies within the span of the week and I was like, oh, it's like that thing. I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like he's got a yeah. directorial style or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another okay. thing John Wick likes to do, jacket shields, when they do yep. this. Well, I, I think that's particularly for this one. Like, it happens so many times in 4. It's a lot. Yeah. It's, I, I forgot the, about that. Yeah. The difference is that now the bad guys do it too. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> oh, man. It's um, very silly. Another staple is finishing people off. He likes yeah. tapping them. Sorry, What? He likes to what? Finish people off, finish like tapping them in the head, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, wow, Alex. Mean, very, very cool. Very John cool. Wick famous for finishing people off. <laughs> um, not the kind you think, though. Um, but not that kind. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not like that. Not, not like that. That's not what I mean. Not like that. Um, John Wick likes falling downstairs. He does. He does. He does a really big falling downstairs in this one, but it was. It's a repeat of the joke. They do that in two with Common when he and Common are fighting. They make each yeah, other yeah. fall down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think this one was a better version of that. Maybe it's an homage. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Mm. Another staple of the John Wick franchises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the last thing I had written down. Basically. Yeah. Well, you know also, what? if we oh, actually yeah. think about it, lot, lots of like, uh, uh, I don't know, lots of very interesting quotes get thrown out in the John Wick verse. There's some good quotes. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, for example, if you want peace, Parabellum, um, which is prepare for war. That's the name of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, in three. That's the only if one you I want remember. Peace, peace, John Wick, chapter three, three Parabellum. <laughs> 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 Man. Um, I like the one that's uh, Lawrence Fishburne's. Somebody, please get this man a gun. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah. want to be quotable, you know. Like yeah. that's like I. You're clearly go for that. Side note, though, I love Lawrence Fishburne in these movies so he's much. So he's so good. Yeah. He's clearly having such a good time doing this. Like even if he's not in it that much, like he just he just comes in and like, kills every scene. I, yeah. I love these movies. Are you ready, John? Yeah. <laughs> like forty-two direct... regular, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Compared to him, like having like a brief 
stint in the Marvel universe, yeah. Bill Foster, and him just going like, "Whoa, there's some big ants around here." Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> man, I hate that movie. What the uh, fuck happened to Ghost from that movie? Sorry, that's a that's a that's another yeah. thing. So, Wait, yeah. she's, she's not in Thunderbolt. She's gonna be in Thunderbolt, so okay. that's what. They're okay, okay. But it was funny that, well, like like most of the Ant Man cast are noticeably absent from. <laughs> Anyways, that's another movie that we have a whole pod on. Yeah. Um, let's okay, before we get into some of our uh franchise wide things, Aiden, did you want to talk about uh the runtime of this one? Yeah, I just really quickly because I mean like the thing is, I read that like they had like a three hour three hour forty cut at one point and that they cut it down to this. I read that they had shorter cuts that they showed people and that like this was the best one that they showed. Um and yeah, I didn't really have a problem with it. I I did think there's just a certain point of these movies where I'm just waiting for something really cool to happen. And so sometimes when I go a long time and something really cool hasn't happened, I'm like, okay, come on, let's get there. <laughs> like I did, I don't know if I could really point to like specifically why I felt this way. It's just one of my biggest complaints with this movie was there just were times where I was like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go, come on, like let's like we're we're sitting in here for a while. Let's get to it. I had one, and I'm wondering if it's the same. There was one distinct moment, and I think for me it was the only time where I felt this, where I was like, okay, this is I've seen enough of this scene. Let's move on. And for me, it was the Osaka Hotel, where agreed, yeah, where like it's John Wick fighting in the glass room before Donnie Yen shows up. It's mm maybe oh yes yeah yeah of the, of the same looking guards and it was like okay but uh, uh, okay yeah i i yeah. got it you know i also i also felt that it was later it was in a non-action it was a set of scenes that were all non-action which is fine like obviously this movie doesn't have to be action wall to wall but it was just like they were just all kind of like they felt slow to me and mm. i don't know I, I don't remember specifically well enough. It was just, I guess I wanted to pose the question to you guys. Like, ideally, is this movie 20 minutes shorter or something for you guys? Or or did you guys feel it fine? I thought the Osaka scene can be massively cut down. I agree with you guys. I think when it's the same, like, I like it when they do something creative with the action. But when it's the same thing repeating, it's just mm-hmm. not fun, you know? It's um, escalation that you need, you know? Well, or just changing things up, right? Like, for example, the uh, the uh, fuck, what's what's the what's the the French roundabout triumph? <laughs> like, like for example, like well, I guess yo, the road fuck... isn't called that, but yeah, like that's so cool, the you know, like roundabout, like, you know, like I've never <laughs> seen that before in the franchise. It's the first time seeing it, I like to see more. But there aren't Osaka a lot of roundabouts like... in New York. Also, not <laughs> a lot of. Uh, Dangerous noticeably driver. absent uh arc of triumphs in new york yeah actually no that's so wrong there's one in washington square park there is an arc de triumph there or like oh, the really? same exact structure yeah no way they never go there in john wick but that's actually i'm i'm a huge liar there is one nice my bad sorry peter you were saying something no that's my take okay it's like osaka can be cut down yeah i honestly like other than that one moment, I was pretty content with the whole thing. Okay. I know some people are like, ah, movies these days are too long, but like, it's a no, case-by-case case basis. And yeah. 
yeah and i i was like no this this largely worked for me maybe five minutes difference like that's kind of where i'm at not 20 like i think i think i was pretty on board the whole time dude yeah no i no i'm just i'm just gonna say i will happily watch (laughs) the three hour cut of doom for people who say the 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 movies are too long no, I'm gonna go no, with the I, nine hour cut of Avatar too. Yeah, well. no, I I love I love long movies, and I agree. I I hate the attitude of one because it's not even accurate. That like movies, like movies did get longer in that they used to be ninety minutes, and now the standard is that they're like one twenty generally. Yeah. But it's like I don't think movies are actually getting longer. I think there's just a few that are long, and I, yeah, I think it's silly. And honestly, like. If we look at old movies, Lawrence of Arabia, I'm pretty sure it's what three it's hours o- over, it's three, over hours? three hours. I think it's, it's like four hours. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's an intermission move- in it. They do, they do have an intermission, <laughs> which I think we should bring back because, like, if yeah, you're exceeding- that's sick. Yeah, I would love. I would legitimately like love to go to the movie theater and have an intermission. It's like <laughs> a half so day event, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. It's just like like you do that in it's theater. going to a play. It's, yeah, that's. It's common practice, and I don't see a problem with doing that. Like, if you actually just leave a blank screen on in your export, you know, for five, ten minutes, let people yeah. go to the washroom. I don't have a problem with that because yeah. I've mastered, I have mastery over my own body. But, um, like, oh, nice. Yeah. Like, I've just mastered not having to go to the bathroom. I'm so good at it. No. Um, more like, yeah. I, I feel like if you, it, it allows you to get longer movies essentially right like i don't yeah. know if i could watch lawrence of arabia in theaters without one sitting yeah yeah, yeah that might be tough so well I how long is the end game that was three hours mm. it's actually Ooh, mm, watch that mm, in one sitting <laughs> avengers no there's, there's tons of three-hour movies in the past month to yeah. uh, more like four months but i would even say avatar like i didn't avatar felt fine yeah. for the runtime avatar did not feel long to me at all when i watched avatar it. and babylon were two that we watched in theaters yeah. oh yeah neither um, of those felt long to me yeah i mean i knew avengers, they were long watching but yeah avengers is three hours so but shorter than avatar anyways um we do we want to rank action moments or mo- the, the films first what do we, do we i couldn't I again don't remember enough about the films to rank the films. Like I could go off the dome. Like the only thing I remember in the first one, I really loved it. And then they clearly ran out of budget for the last action scene. And I, I since have figured out, I've heard like, yeah, they did. That is what happened. They ran out of budget. Oh, they actually Um, did. Yeah. They ran out of money. That's why he just fights an old man in the rain at the end of the first one. (laughs) Cause they just did have, they did have the money for anything else, but yeah. Um, I mean, we okay, can rank the films quickly and then go Yeah, while well, we're on that. Yeah. Uh, Peter, let's hear from you. because you. Got I want to hear from you take. first, actually. Okay, we'll hear yeah. from me first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, was, this was easily my favorite. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, it levels up from everything preceding. Um, I didn't care for one. Rewatching it, I realized, like, how much of, like, kind of like a... I don't know if a B action flick is... That might be not giving it enough credit. Mm-hmm. I do think technically it's strong, but the second act onwards, or like the second half really, really drags and it's, they haven't figured out how to keep the the kind of like story going yet. Keep it fresh, mm-hmm. right? Where 
I don't really have that problem in future installments. Um, so that one, that I think one might be my least favorite. And then uh, I'm going like, I'm like really strange order. So I have yeah. four at the best, one at the worst. And then I think two is, two is easily my second favorite. Um, and then three and that is one spot. Yeah, for actually, three. actually not three bad. Not bad. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, I mostly agree with you. So two is my favorite. Then is four. And then uh, one and three, they both do something really well. So, you know, yeah. last spots for one and three. But two is my absolute favorite, though. Two is quite strong. Yeah. Uh, really and that two. leads us into our top action moments. So basically, I've asked the boys to uh, kind of consider uh, some of their favorite moments in the John Wick franchise. Mm. And we've picked our top threes. So we'll take turns. What, what we'll do is um, each of us will give our third, and then we'll go to our second. We'll list sure. some honorable mentions before going into mine are not in an order. First. You can so very quickly, yeah, just pick one at a time. Doesn't, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's hear from Aiden first because he just spoke. Yeah, so mine are in no particular order, so I'll just go with the first one I have listed, which is the home invasion from the first one. And I think like it's that's like one of the first moments where you realize like, oh shit, and it, like that, like that's what this movie is going to be, and mm-hmm. it's just like. It's like a fairly simple setup, but it's just such a well choreographed, like well shot in that like the camera placement like is really, really engaging. Um, just like really well done fight scene. And it's just the moment where you're like, what am I watching? It's like, I feel like that's the scene where people like that movie started to take off. You know what I mean? Like, that's what people came there for. Um, so, yeah, that that's a great one. And it's like one of the first action scenes of the i think just the fact that it's one of the first ones and that it had mm-hmm. that kind of impact that it did i think that's why it's up there for me i, th- I think it is the first action scene of, of the film and it, it really yeah. does kick off the movie and, and i mean the rest of the franchise well i mean there's some really good <laughs> shots in there yeah the I, first I action scene technically is his like them going to his home and beating up John Wick dog. And killing his dog. Yeah, <laughs> but well, that's not yeah. what I'm counting. Like yeah, John Wick is doing yeah. his, his thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, the but uh, Peter guy, Family Guy, what's uh, what's your third favorite? Third favorite for me is uh, Chapter Three, uh, the glass scene. So it's uh, the final fight scene in Chapter Three. So John is sort of in this. Uh, like little mini museum in the New York Continental and he's fighting a bunch of goons and these goons are so goofy they're like Mr. Wick it's been a pleasure and then oh, every time John falls down they're like yo get up let's keep going and then and then eventually John's like considering killing them it's like nah actually you know these guys are fine I'll just leave uh, and then he had he had another sick scene with Zero uh, at sort of like the top level where Winston was at with the chessboard and then I feel like it's just so funny. Like, the third one is such a goofy movie. Basically, all the villains and the henchmen were just like, I'm such a big fan of you, Mr. Wick. It's been an honor yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, the, and, like, and, like, the guy, when the Zero eventually got defeated, he was like, yeah, I'll be up in a sec. And then John's like, no, you won't. And then walks away. <laughs> that was pretty sick, yeah. yeah. I was saying before we started, I think, that this part of the, the charm of that scene is that we know those actors, the ones 
the the uh, the students is what they're called in the movie, the students of Zero, because they're they're the actors from the the raid movies from Indonesia. So I don't. I think the idea is like you can't kill them because you're gonna like alienate some some of those fans who love those movies, and they're like they're like action celebrities. They're like action stars. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah, it was. It's a very cool moment. If you, I haven't seen those movies, but like, even just like knowing that that's why they're famous, I was like, oh yeah, this is really fun because it's it's kind of like meta. You yeah. have to know another work to. It's isn't that literally meta textual? Like you have to know another work <laughs> to enjoy the scene like yeah, to yeah. a different level. So that was. I think that is a really cool moment. Just a side point on the continental. I find mm-hmm. it funny that across the three movies, mm-hmm. like you just keep introducing different rooms in the building and yeah. I'm like this is a different location you've like moved across the city <laughs> to find a new location and you're saying yeah. it's part of the same building and it's that glass room that's the fr- like really yeah, pushing where, and like where that's is not- that <laughs> <laughs> that's not the same building <laughs> do not believe you um but i mean after they, they had to top I, themselves. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, we'll get into why they did that sequence um, later in this list. But I think I think my number three. Yeah, I'm going to do Okay. For my number three, I have to go with uh, from John Wick 1, car plus gun. So mm-hmm. it's the scene at the docks where um, it's, it's towards the end of the film. It's the second last action bit. And it's just... John Wick in his car with a gun and he's like doing the sickest moves both like like hitting people with cars and like shooting at the same time yeah. oh man it's that's everything I wanted that scene is so smooth and I there's one shot in particular where like he swerves the car and it comes right up to the camera that I'm thinking of that like and it, it's like it goes like through the driver's door. Uh, I I can't describe it well enough, but it's just like an iconic shot. Like it's used, like when people use clips from John Wick, it's one of the clips they use. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man. I think also like it just kind of saves what is otherwise kind of like a boring ending to the film. Like I, like I didn't, like I said, I, I didn't care for that second half of John Wick, but I was like, oh, like here's a really good scene towards the end to kind of save it. Um, Aiden, what is your second favorite from the franchise? Again, I will reaffirm, these are in no order. So, so not my second favorite, but I will move on to <laughs> Knife Museum. I don't know which one this is from. You guys have told three. me already, but I forget. Beginning this is from three, the third yeah. one. I think this scene is not only sick as fuck, but also hilarious. Like, this yes. is a this is an example of a scene that like where they're really leading to the comedy, like the absurdity of them. Just, they're in a night. They find themselves in a knife museum and are just like constantly picking up knives and throwing them. It has some of the best kills of the entire franchise. I think yeah. like, no, it's just, and like, I love how, like one of the things that's great about this uh, franchise in general is that John Wick is never like afraid to just waste bullets and stuff. Like he'll shoot people like mm-hmm. seven times, mm-hmm. and I love that it's the same concept with knives. With knives, like, <laughs> he'll, throw, he'll throw like eight knives into somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it's a great scene. It is, yeah. If you hadn't taken it, it would have ended up on my list. It's, yeah. it's, it is quite a hilarious scene. Just like like that moment where they're they've been shooting at each other and you kind of notice that where they are but then yeah. when they notice and they go they stop 
out of they're out of bullets they stop they look behind them and like do a double take and then they go smash smash just like chaos directed by elizabeth banks yeah Um, hey peter what is your second favorite action moment okay second comes from chapter four uh it's the uh oh my god i forgot the roundabout's name again jesus uh, christ peter it's the, the arc de okay <laughs> when will uh, you learn uh, i just thought that scene is just so creative on so many different levels uh the way they use the environment in a unique way and like it's such an iconic location in movies as well the fact that they come up with something unique that's fitting for the John Wick universe and also unique for the action film genre is just so impressive. Um, and also, it's just really cool. Really cool scene. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. For my number two, I'm going to, funny enough, John Wick 2. Uh, and I'm nice. choosing the, the ending sequence in the reflections of the soul art exhibit um the the mirror house Mm. of mirrors kind of thing man what like what a great space to have a final shootout like it's it's very like softly trying to approach themes and be like whoa reflections like what means something greater but like i don't give a fuck there's it's just like (laughs) it's really cool to film in there and like There's, there's all, like, the doors that go, like, vroom, and the spinny things where he's hiding. But, like, how do you hide in a house of mirrors? And, yeah, it's just, like, it's a really cool filming location. I heard that, like, for John Wick 2, they had a huge, like, a much larger budget from the first one. Yeah. And they, that's where they spent all of the money. <laughs> <laughs> Giant mirror set piece. And, like, I applaud them for it. It's genius. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, Peter? Dude, and also, like, there's one little sequence in there where John breaks the mirror, one of the mirrors and leaps out from the mirror to kill yeah. one of the henchmen. Badass. That was just so sick. Yeah. There's one shot when he's leaving where I think it's, it's so confusing to me because, like, like he had to I leave the he, way he comes in, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. going through these sliding doors, but, like, he, he'll approach... And the door will open, and then he's farther away because it's mirrors and it's reflections, oh, and and like so it, it happens twice. And I'm like, whoa, I'm so lost. Yeah. And then Ruby Rose appears on the other side, and then like, step me down, you know. Um, I also I was gonna say like I'm pretty sure this is why the third movie ends the way it does. It's like they're trying to recreate that, right? So like we had the house of mirrors. Here's the house of like reflective glass. Yeah, yeah, and then we go into four, and they fight in the glass room. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah, it's it's similar, but yeah. thankfully not to the same extent. They're doing they're yeah. doing <laughs> things again. Okay, we're not going to mention what happened because we want that sponsorship. Um, yeah. What were we? Oh, we're okay. Honorable, Honorable mentions. mentions. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. I have two. All right, so before we get into our top picks for best action moments of the John Wick franchise, we're going to go to our honorable mentions. So I have a list of a few, uh, so I'll go one by one, and if you guys have some, you can mention them. So number one, honorable mention, not ranked, not order. I don't know why I said number one. Uh, I I have custom guns. So this is from 
John Wick 3, where he's, it's just before the Knife Museum uh, scene. He is, how do I describe this? It's just like a case of like antique guns and he smashes the case and he like is taking them apart for some reason and is like making a Frankenstein pistol and it's if i don't it's never explained why like maybe it's he's looking for ones with like working parts but like mm. we don't know and it yeah. seems like this really intricate thing and he's like making this custom gun is so cool he and then you hear people coming he loads it just in time shoots one guy leaves the gun doesn't use it again <laughs> and it's like it's it's another moment of comedy where it's like all this setup for like really weak payoff is yeah. is the payoff so i, I like yeah. that moment a lot That's peter funny. do you have a, a an honorable mention are we doing one at a time or yeah like we're doing I, I think all of them together let's hop in i'm i'm yeah i'm kind of switching between us because i don't think it's fun if i list three and then you True. do you know. okay um this is a really small scene so when um uh, when him and common are having their uh their chase in two um mm. there's one where they spot each other at the in new york and there was a fountain separating them and the fountain oh, yes. sort of like uh sort of uh, the, the water level rises and falls and then one moment you can see them one moment you can't and they were just sort of trading shots so uh, mm. and i'm like first of all guys like there are civilians around you're probably like <laughs> like even though it's not showing it i'm pretty sure these missing shots probably hit somebody <laughs> yeah but, and like second is a very very cool scene where like one moment you can see them one moment you can't and like sort of them positioning differently because of um because of that and also you know it's a very tense moment so it's cool aiden do you have any honorable mention? i honestly think my the ones i would mention i think are coming up i think uh either okay. you guys are mentioning them in yours or yeah okay fair enough um an honorable mention for me is stairs so i'm not sure which one i referred to but i i don't think either of them make it to the top so i'll mention both but any scene where john wick is falling downstairs is so funny to me so there's the one uh, as i mentioned earlier in the episode um, where common and john wick are falling downstairs and making each other fall down so like like they're propelling each other (laughs) is really funny yeah and then um, the one in this movie where he falls down 200 steps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All 200 is very funny. Uh, Peter, do you have one? Yeah, so my last one is the, like, the first time where they do this sort of most wanted thing with John Wick. And it's mm. one of the reasons why I think Chapter 2 is just such a great movie. It's just like, because they reused this idea in 3 and 4, uh, where John Wick yeah. is a wanted man because he has a bounty on him and the entire new york city is like sort of chasing after him and Mm -hmm. we just sort of see him taking out people with really creative weaponries like and like it's the first time where like the pencil is getting used to take people down um and and i just thought like that's just really fresh really and and also they switch around the different sort of um fighting fighting uh fighting scenes really quickly Mm-hmm. so like one time is like fighting this uh guitar woman uh, in the subway Violin. and then it's like two dudes uh two tech bros uh with a pencil <laughs> and then this gigantic sumo wrestler looking guy on the street uh I, it's a very fun scene yeah i like that scene too i called it um the people of new york versus john wick like it's yeah. a court case or something um 
Also, actually, speaking of the pencil thing, though, it is funny that Donnie Yen uses a pencil for a brief moment in this movie. He did, yes. That, that was a callback. And yeah. I think it's interesting that they don't mention that. Like, I, I don't know if that would have been, like, I don't know, too, like, too on the nose. Like, if, if you're, like, you know, pointing it out. But it is cool that he does that. Yeah. Uh, last, last honorable mention I have is John Wick falling off the Continental. When he like oh, yeah. hits everything on the way down, <laughs> not 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 necessarily an action moment, but it's a stunt moment yeah. for sure. Dude, I so swear, funny. something similar was in Deadpool, no? Uh maybe, maybe. Perchance. That is a perchance. Oh, I love the word perchance. Uh, let's get into our top picks. So, Aiden, what is your last pick for best action moments? Again, in no particular order. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the last one I've listed is the Berlin Club from John Wick 4. I've already talked about it a little bit, but the way this scene progresses from inside the club to outside in the crowd, how you're a bunch of different weapons being used. You got the cards, you got the hatchets, you got just fists, dude. When he falls down, it's beautiful. You got all the water and stuff. Love water. Um, <laughs> again, like it's also just nice, like, one of the things that makes John Wick really satisfying is that John Wick takes hits and he it like takes serious hits. So like he is shoved off a balcony in this scene. And then like the person he's fighting is established as a formidable foe that John Wick is able to overcome. And that's what makes these scenes really satisfying is that he's not just, he is a nonstop killing machine, but he takes hits and then gets back up and, and gets people back. And this is a good example of that really good one. Mm-hmm. Really great scene. I also like, I like the, um, the face uh, Scott Adkins makes when he's dead. He's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Like, face. Um, Peter, what is your top action moment? My absolute favorite from the entire franchise got to be the catacomb uh, scene in uh, in two. Now, one of the big reasons I like two is because we really see sort of like what John was doing like when he was a professional hitman, how he would plan things, get his, you know, things ready and arrange sort of uh, really like, uh, like plan everything out, have weapons stashed away uh, just in case something happens and which is showcased flawlessly in that sequence where I think John Wick is at his peak when he plays around more than just his pistol. So in that yeah. scene, we have a pistol, assault rifle, shotgun, bare fists, you know, just a mix of a bunch of different weaponry that John uses. And also like the transition from like a party crowd to like a catacomb where there's so many directions, lighting is dark, um, fighting from the, the Gianna's bodyguards to um, uh, Ruby Rose's character and her guards as well. Just sort of like that entire transition is it, just really smooth and very sick. And the, like I said, different weaponry he uses as well. Just like a very nice put together uh, scene, in my opinion. And my personal opinion, highlight of the series. Best. Mm. I, I, yeah, rewatching too, I was like, oh yeah, this scene fucked. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, I like how it's set up earlier where he's kind of preparing for the moment uh, in kind of like, like the most this series gets to emulating the James Bond franchise i think like he's wearing suits now and he's like and he's super prepared which is again like what you said not something we're used to seeing for the john wick 
Um, but where he's talking with the the armorer, the guy with the weapons yeah. at the Continental, and he's like, here, and they're like referring to the weapons as if it's like meals. So like here's yeah, yeah, yeah. for dessert. And for dessert, yeah. And I, I just love that he uses those weapons in that order. Like it's just so satisfying to be like, oh right, this is okay. This and then this. It's dessert then time. For dessert, like he pulls out yeah. the knife. It's like, uh, you know, we haven't seen the knife. Oh, there, yeah, there it is. There's a knife. Um, yeah, no, I think that I think that scene is really great. Uh, my top action moment pick has to be Common versus John Wick in public, where they're just yeah. walking in like a really crowded area and just casually shooting each other <laughs> with silencers yeah. it's so ridiculous and funny. i love that scene it's so, so funny uh like yeah that definitely would have been in my top three if you didn't take it i love that scene <laughs> i think and that's I'm, everyone everyone loves that scene it's and so also funny. it ends in a very nice way it's like uh like the knife is in your aorta if you pull it out you'll die so just keep it in there so you can live Think of it as a professional courtesy, and John walks off. Oh my yeah. god! I, I wasn't even including that, but like, yeah, no, that it Sick. does lead to other great moments as well. Um, man, just like like the fact that nobody notices that they're yeah. shooting each other. And um, I don't, I don't know if you included this as part of your top, but like uh, when they were fighting in the subway, and like that's where eventually the fight uh, ended. Like, there were just guys in the background just, like, sitting there. And that, yeah. as soon as the door opened, they, they ran yeah. out. That was just hilarious as well. <laughs> yeah, that is, that is an honorable mention for sure. Um, I think that's enough about this movie that we saw. Uh, yep. Aiden, we have a segment. Yeah, so the podcast is called Predator vs. Movies. We have done the movie part. And now it's time to get into the predator. We ask the most important question. The question everyone wants to know the answer to when they kick their feet up at, at the end of a long working day. Would this be, movie be better if the predator from the movie Predator were in it? Um, and I would say no. Probably not. John Wick versus the Predator? The only question we have to answer is who would win, who would win John Wick yeah. versus the Predator? That's a good mm. question. I think John Wick. I think he's. I think John Wick too. I was gonna say we've seen the Predator be stopped. You know yeah. that's happened on of, film. It's kind of his thing. Yeah. yeah. And John Wick's thing is being like a one man army. So like, I don't think he stands a chance. Honestly. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. But where would he show up in this movie? I don't know. He he's would a probably of the be. Table, the high he would pro- Oh, I like that actually. He would probably be the one above the table, but mm. alas, it was the other guy. I was saying that above the table, they literally mean above, as above. In aliens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh uh, I was gonna say he's probably like just like a French guy at a cafe waiting <laughs> for the radio announcer to be like, "Oh yeah, go kill John." Wick. So he's fun. just like a, he would just appear at the Arc de Triomphe or something. That would also be funny because then he'd be canonically French, which is accurate because they're monsters. The French. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I speak French. I'm yeah. literally taking a French course and I don't know how to say that. Uh Peter, we have a segment. We do another have a one. segment. 
I mean, that's called Predator's Pick. What have you guys watched this past week? I personally oh, yeah. have not seen anything other than John Wick. <laughs> it does seem to be, it's noticeably empty. Aiden? Yeah. Uh, I watched a couple things. Uh, so I'll start off with the thing I'm less excited about, which is Under the Dome, which if yeah, you're not familiar with what that is, it is a TV show that came out years ago based on a novel by Stephen King about a town that is suddenly uh, uh, enclosed by a dome that seemingly comes out of nowhere. Uh, so I watched the first episode of that. Only reason I'm doing this is because I'm developing a show for a screenwriting class, and I have a show that has a somewhat similar premise, just in that it's a town people can't leave. And so my prof recommended I watch this show just to pick out what do I like, what do I not like. Um, and it seems okay. It seems like an okay show from the pilot. Like It seems like they have places to grow into that are really interesting. They make a big point about like getting getting into it and like telling you like what kind of characters these are um it does seem like they're really playing into the angle of the dome comes down and that reveals all the things that are have been rumbling in like the underbelly of the town the things that people don't want to acknowledge and stuff um that that sounds interesting um they also put a lot of emphasis into like how can the town exist if the dome is there and no one can get in and out um so yeah I'm, i don't know like i i'm not that interested in watching that much of it but i probably will watch it a little bit more just for the sake of studying more what, what are you gonna say peter aiden i have another recommendation for you if you want to watch uh shows where people can't leave the town it's called wandavision oh yeah 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 <laughs> i, I don't know what you see him, so it's like yeah good one yeah Nice one. Uh, okay, but then the movie I'm a lot more excited about. <laughs> for for my other Predator's prick, I, in preparation for potentially watching Creed 3 for the podcast, I watched the first Creed movie. And Alex had told me it's good before this. And I'd gone into it being like, yeah, sure, like, you'll be fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's fucking sick. I was like, how did, how did this just go, like, completely under my radar? It's so good. Like, it's actually, it's like, it's a very, very good movie. And it's actually, it's incredible. Like, all of the boxing scenes are, like, so well done. I'm usually not a fan of, like, the freehand all the time thing. Mm -hmm. But I realized that, like, this movie does it well because the shots are designed so well. There's a point to every single shot. Like, it's not just, like, we're going to have this floating camera thing and it's going to be raw and real. Like, this movie is definitely going for that grounded aesthetic, but it actually, it's designed in such a way that it actually works really well. I think that, like, Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson are, like, so good in this movie. They're, like, they're, yes. actually, incre- they're actually incredible in this movie. Michael B. Jordan, like, it's so easy to just make this, like, a, oh, oh, I gotta fight. Ah. But Michael B. Jordan, like looks is like a little boy in this movie like he he feels like a little boy that like has to do this thing and there's that line where rocky's like you need to get out of his shadow and it's like this idea of his arc he needs to like accept his legacy but reframe it in such a way like he like his his the change that he has to undergo is so interesting it's so good that he doesn't win the fight but that I mean, I'm spoiling it. <laughs> whoops, yeah. whoops. But um, it's so good. There's particularly the moment where Michael B. Jordan goes and he, or Creed, he goes and he accepts, like the biggest, the best boxer in the world has challenged him and he decides like, okay, I'm going to do it. And he's in like the kitchen and he's talking to Rocky 
and he just yells like i'm gonna fight the guy and he's like hyped for a second and you just see his face kind of drop and he's alone but the music is still like triumphant and it's just like it's this moment of like yes there is some triumph to this but he's also like like really like really struggling with these things it's just i was like shocked by how much was going on in this movie and i like by the end of it i was like this is incredible so very excited going into creed 2 heard it's not as good but whatever yeah no that was like probably one of the best films i've seen in a, in a hot minute yeah like, <laughs> like i cried like i'll be honest i like, was very was, close like i was like holy shit yeah when he was like i have to prove that it wasn't a mistake i was like damn oh yeah oh dude damn. and the moment when he falls on the ground and it's pushing into yes. him and it's cutting to all the different things and then it cuts to adonis creed and he's like or not adonis creed apollo creed and he's like yeah. and then he comes up oh the shot is so good it's oh man it's actually such a good movie it's it's yeah. proof for for those like you haven't seen um fruitville station have you no so that's probably like the first Ryan Coogler movie you've seen that wasn't Black Panther, right? Yeah. So it's like proof that like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> and I I really, I finished that and it's like, I got to do a Coogler deep dive. Like I got to, yeah. is it just, what does he have other than Creed and Fruitvale Station other than Black Panther? I don't know if there's anything else. Like maybe he did some TV, but I think he's been really caught up in those Black Panther movies. Like that, that takes your time. Yeah. Um. While you're looking that up, I'll start getting into my stuff. Uh, did either of you guys end up finishing The Last of Us? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we can all talk about it then. Yeah. So I, I have finally caught up and I've seen the finale. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, this wasn't a show that I was particularly crazy about, but it was like, it was like, yeah, it was pretty good. It's pretty good television. And I don't know what the general consensus on the finale was, but I actually like really enjoyed it and i mm. thought it was kind of like like the way it challenges the audience i thought was really refreshing compared to some of the other episodes yeah so yeah i i thought that turn that spoilers the turn that joel takes where he just like kills all the fireflies i was like okay yeah, yeah i dig this direction like this is really <laughs> cool yeah what is also- your favorite episode sorry I'll let you guys talk about this point first. I was gonna say regarding that, like I like how it's, it's like it it's established that he's doing this out of like a selfishness. Like his arc is like, it's it's really because like he obviously cares for Ellie, but like it's really that this hole that was once in him is filled, and he cannot person personally bear for it to not be there anymore, and so like it's it's not even about like considering like what ellie would want which i think is pretty clearly ellie would want to die for this i think that's established that like she would do that and so it's like he's not doing it for her he's doing it for him and i think i think and i think that's a really well set up um part of it no absolutely agree and i think the what's so cool about it is like it's not something that the audience think is right like like we all can see like this is probably the wrong decision but then to yeah. the character, it is the right decision. And like yeah. seeing the contrast is very cool. It was also funny watching it with my parents because they were both like, yeah, go, Joel. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? What? Yo! <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Peter, you did ask what was my favorite episode. And I think that we could also, we could all answer this. Um, 
Sorry for making my clicker sounds. Um, oh, nice, nice. I don't know. I. Remind myself. If you guys have a solid answer, I'm still trying to figure it out for myself. I, I have like I a. Really quick. I have like a top two. I liked. Okay. Um, I think I liked the flashback one, the long, long time one. That was kind of like the random Bill and Frank backstory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a fun one. I liked uh, maybe the second part of the Kansas City stuff. That one was kind of yeah, fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But, I I liked the episode a lot where um the what are the names Henry and Sam. Henry and Sam. Where, uh, where Henry and Sam. Yo, died Henry forced to kill yeah. Sam. That yeah. was so devastating. Yeah, like, that was a really great moment. Yeah. Uh, I like the pilot. I think the opening episode is great. I actually, I think yeah. some of my favorite, some of my, some of my standout moments from this series is actually the where it deviates from the game. So like, I remember when I saw the very first scene of the show, my favorite part of the fr- of the show actually, or one of my favorite parts was just like the things that were at the beginning that the were like opens. not, not yeah, the cold opens. Yeah. Thank you. That were not part of the game at all. And were just like, like the the scientist talking about fungus on TV, I was like, "That's awesome." So and then true. the yeah. the second one where it's the the woman who's like, I she's like, "Burn, yeah. burn the whole city! Like, bur- we have to destroy the city!" Like, that's great. I actually wish they had more of stuff like that in the show. Um, but yeah, I think those are my favorite moments. I don't know my favorite episode. Peter? I'm surprised none of you guys mentioned the episode eight, the penultimate. That's because that I one. didn't like it that much. Really? I... I thought it was a fantastic episode. Like, the I... intensity is there, and then sort of, like, we are, like, we know Ellie is not as nice as she seems on the surface. Like, she is a girl with trauma, and, like, seeing that, like, come out and, like, manifest in a way that's, you know, violence, aggression, and then eventually, you know, culminating into Ellie saving herself, like, Joe's never coming, and Joe... Like, uh, Aiden, we, you and I talked about it, sort of like saving him, uh, saving her emotionally, not like physically, you know? Yeah. That's just like, like I was on the verge of tears when they hugged at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, it was a very emotional episode for me. I think there's, there's definitely good moments in it. Um, okay, well, if that's all our thoughts about The Last of Us, uh, I have another TV show that I'm going to anti-wreck for the first time ever the mandalorian i have stopped watching we i was that's a show i was watching with my dad and we got to i think episode three and we were about halfway through and we were like this sucks (laughs) i don't like this this is homework i feel like i'm being forced to watch this so we've given up on it i damn i don't know if i'm gonna come back like if there's like uh, if people say like one episode is really good, I might jump to it. But right. this season has been a huge letdown, and it's it feels a lot like um, like how Obi Wan was feeling and Boba yeah. Fett, where I'm just like I, I don't like this. This is not yeah. fun for me. So, uh, yeah, I cannot wreck the Mandalorian any longer. That's a very sad moment, but uh, here we are. Yeah, I haven't started season three at all, and I probably won't based off what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, did you see any of it? I think you uh, did. I saw the first two episodes. I heard like it gets better though. Um so I'm actually not sure if I'm gonna like full stop, but like the first two episodes were pretty bad. Yeah. Very slow. Um 
and like not slow in a good way like like we say denise films are slow but like they're slow for right. a purpose but like they're just slow for no reason nothing happens episode uh, slow with no narrative drive yeah, 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 exactly. Episode one was such a nothing episode two, where it was exactly. like, what was what was going on? Like, there was no central conflict. Like, yeah, I, I really felt of... like, um, like I show, I felt like Grogu shouldn't be a part of the show anymore. Like, I felt like they yeah. really squeezed a lot out of the character, and I don't want to see. Like, going off with Luke is just such a great send off for him. You know, like sort yeah. of like he's yeah, and then they can... his story. And then Dinjara can do his own thing, right? Yeah. So, and then they could also just check in on him. Like yeah. he doesn't have to be permanently gone, you know what I mean? Exactly. But, yeah. Like what they should have done is like a season where Mando's on his own, and he goes to a darker place because he's without the kid, and he's like, you know, I don't know what the word is, but like, like he's missing the kid, I guess. Yeah. And like, like so he goes to a darker place, and you know, then. Maybe episode three or four, you do like a Grogu centric episode where it's just Grogu, and then yeah. they reconnect at the end, and then a final fourth season where it's like they're back together again and better than ever. And you yeah, know, and then so and then easy. you end that season where like Grogu could be used to synthesize like a vaccine, but like <laughs> he, but it would kill him, and so then Mando yeah. chooses to kill everyone who's trying to make the vaccine. Hey, guess who's. Guess who the actor from Mando is? You see that as a joke. You see that as a joke, but like the first two seasons were clearly about like we're gonna harvest the force energy from this little guy. Yeah, true. That is true. Exactly what's gonna happen, and I still think they will. I still think that's gonna happen because episode three was a character from was like the scientist character. Yeah, Doctor Person, right? They brought him back. Is that Werner Herzog? No, no, Dr. Hershey. It's the glasses guy, dude. Yeah. The scientist oh, yeah. who is like harvesting Grogu or whatever. He's Am I crazy that Werner Herzog is in yeah, these is. movies? Is yeah, in, he, oh, said, right. he says, I would like to see the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like to see the baby. Um, yeah, so those are the two things. And then I saw some movies. I watched some Predators and movies. I watched um, a movie I've been wanting to see for a while Official Competition from 2021. It stars Antonio Banderas and Penelope Cruz and another guy. Um, it's like, like it, it's a very arty film. It reminds me a lot of um, Triangle of Sadness. It's like oh, a really? European, yeah, it's like a European satire. So okay, I might actually like it then because I have it on my list, but not that high up. Okay, um, like it's it's European satire. Is they have a very very distinct style. So this is a span a Spanish one um uh and so like it's uh penelope cruz is a director and she's been tasked by like a super rich guy to make the best movie ever for him Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a satire about like how movies are made and actors and like egos and so she's like possibly the worst director of all time like (laughs) she's like some of the things she's doing in the movie i'm like i've I've been trained not to do those things. Oh, yeah, it's especially relatable for you, I guess. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. like, that kind of tainted it for me, knowing the ins and outs of, like, directing and being like, no, that's not what you're supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. there's a term for what you're doing, and that's wrong. And then it's... I really I really liked the actor characters, because um, it's, like, the idea is Antonio Banderas is, like, the movie star kind of actor, so more like The Rock or... 
I don't know, like Chris Evans, right? And then the other actor is like a theater actor and he's more about like the craft of it all. And like, I have to, you know, get into the character and seeing them like clash those two different types of acting, I found pretty funny. So yeah, so that was a good time. <laughs> like Aiden left for the entire review and then just gets the tail end. Uh, and then I watched one other movie and it's a movie from Uganda. It's the first action film. Oh my God, did you actually watch? <laughs> yeah, uh, Sasha, a frequent uh, guest friend on the, the show, friend of the yep. pod, uh, recommended this to me. I'd never heard of it. And he was like, I've been wanting to see this for like years. So he made me watch it. Thank goodness. Cause like that is, it's the funniest movie I've seen in so long. It's, it's so random. It's um, so basically. Wait, okay. Before like, you, before going to it, where did you find this movie? So it was playing at the Cinematheque. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. It's like a cult classic film. Apparently it's from 2010 and it's like the lowest of the low budget kind of movies. It was made by this one guy who wrote, produced, edited, directed filmed the whole thing and it's like it's kind of like a procedural movie like the plot like doesn't matter (laughs) but essentially it's um like a task force are trying to fight a mafia called the tiger mafia and it's it's fun to watch in the way like the room is fun to watch yeah um because it's it's they're so earnest about it and like it's like it's an honest to goodness like action film like at some point like like a not a monk but like a martial artist shows up like halfway through the film he's like the brother of a character I'm like who's this and like they just keep adding characters and it's, it's it's a mess it's a mess of a movie but what really tops it all off is the whole thing has been like not dubbed over but like there's a track of like an MC, like a DJ, commenting on the film's events the entire time, and and like it took me forever to realize what he, what the point of that was and why. But like he's just like, like he's like, ah, uh, like ah, uh, super action, and like, uh, it, like he can't, he keeps breaking the fourth wall and being like, uh, who killed Captain Alex? Like that's the name of the movie. Who killed Captain yeah. Alex? Uh, best action film, first action film from Uganda. And it's like, dude, we're watching this movie. We know. We know what we're watching. And he's like, go watch the next movie. Uh, something black. Uh, I forget what it's called. But like, he's promoting the next movie during the movie. He keeps saying, uh, Commando. <laughs> Commando. Um, and just like funny quips. Uh, there's some, like, there's a, a, a moment where they're like walking in slow motion and like the bad guys and he's like they walk slow because they think slow <laughs> um and, and and it's all it's all been subtitled and some of that is funny in itself so there's a part where he's like like something sad has happened and he's fake crying so he's going like <laughs> and they're spelling it out like, like there's one line that's like e-e-e-e-e comma e-e-e-e-e and then <laughs> And then the the subtitle changes, and he goes, Yee? like question, <laughs> like crying question mark. It's, it, I had a great time. It's so funny. Dude, and, and you gave it packed. a five out of five on Letterboxd because I had a great time. It's all you w- would want from that kind of movie. And the like the they do like 
um, like After Effects, like maybe, I don't know if it was After Effects. It was like VFX, and it's like pretty bad, like pretty shoddy work. But like, it's so funny. Yeah, like, dudes in helicopters and shit. It's so <laughs> fun. I think it's on Tubi actually, so you can watch it. But oh, yeah. you're just gonna pirate it, you awful person. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, but that's it for uh, my Predators picks. We've I think this has actually turned into a really long episode. Yeah. Uh, next week, <laughs> whoops. Next week we're gonna do Creed three. I think we said we were gonna do it. Uh, yeah. Creed. Oh uh, no! I I think I've forgotten what happened. In Creed three. You might have to watch it again. Anyways, no. <laughs> um, if you like us, check us out at, at Predator V Movies on Twitter and Instagram. If you like uh, my thoughts on movies, check me out at letterbox at underscore underscore and underscore how about you aiden you can also check me out on letterbox that's 810 sunny that's 810 s-o-n-n-y my name is wombo oh that's it that's, that's usually it. you say something <laughs> usually, oh. you say, usually you say i leave reviews or like, oh, I, okay i leave reviews <laughs> you didn't finish it i was, I was like oh, yeah okay and yeah, yeah. Uh, peter do you have anything to plug no but you know what that that means you know what that means peter had nothing to plug which means you guys are contractually obligated to leave a review you have to leave a review because peter didn't plug anything if peter had plugged something you would not have to it would be of your own volition but peter did not plug anything so you have to leave a review uh, and leave a star rating also should we give a question for our uh, our people we did yeah, to favorite wick this. favorite wick yeah yeah maybe i'll make it a poll if i can do an option of four we'll do a poll on spotify because i don't know how to do it on any other app <laughs> or if they even offer it but we'll do a poll or you can leave a comment what is your favorite wick candle wick yeah. uh i can't think of it a second john uh, <laughs> two options uh but yeah uh until next War time I'm Alex. okay what warwick davis oh war davis. that's yeah. your favorite wick uh yeah. but yeah until next time i'm alex i'm peter i'm aiden and this was predator v versus movies uh yeah i think that was the podcast <laughs>